You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You are now entering Magnified Studios. Welcome. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast. Covering your favorite indie bands from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Put your tape decks on record. I'm Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast, and we're back. We're back, baby. It's Ben. <laughs> we have to, wow. we took, we, yeah, <laughs> we took a significant break. Mm-hmm. Um, many are saying, uh it was necessary for um the mental health of mm-hmm. your beloved hosts <laughs> yes yes um you know we've yeah we've been off since like i think december you know before yep. christmas and uh you know it, it it was it was it was necessary to spend time with family and loved ones and just sort of take a take a take a break um yeah but we're back and we got some more we got some more season four for you that's right uh this episode's a little bit different uh because we recorded this i don't know when did we this was like mid-december maybe yeah so it's actually in is it after christmas i don't know maybe it was after christmas i don't know it's all over i don't remember early january early january i want to say yeah, it was it was a while ago. It was a wow. Wow. And so after this, we're gonna get back to our regularly scheduled bullshit talking about yes. uh the bands of the nineties Christian alternative scene, because mm. this band that we are talking with today is neither nineties nor Christian. Um, maybe not even really alternative or indie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're indie in the sense that it's an independent thing, but like um, you know, whatever it's our show, we do what we want. We're they talking. Are, they're connected to yes. a couple of bands you may have heard of. Uh, one of them is Five Iron Frenzy. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. Heard of them? Um, the other being Eleven uh, Seven. So you know, some, some, some alternative Christian cred to be sure, for sure. And some folks that we have had on the pod a million times. We're talking, yes. of course, about. Fantasy League uh, with Scott Kerr, Matt Langston. Um, we did sort of a joint episode where um, we were both going to use the audio from the episode, from the recording mm-hmm. for our each of our shows. So Levity Life um, is Matt's podcast. And um, so, yeah, we're finally getting around to dropping this. Um, it was a great conversation. I loved going back and listening to it again while editing it and um just laughing at you know just the <laughs> butthole just cut the, <laughs> the butthole cut of, uh, of that, reference uh, you know i think you should leave of course, of course. um there's there's lots of con- uh, conversations about um Matt rearranging the furniture and just course, like, yes. just the different metaphors about you know Scott's throat and you know very <laughs> various various things. If none um, of that sold you, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're in for. But um, 
yes, if you haven't checked out the Fantasy League record, mm-hmm. um, I hope this episode encourages you to do that. Um, it's lush, it's dirty and gritty and synthy mm. and and eighties and poppy yes. and it's got it's got it's got a little bit of everything. This album has everything. That's right. Um it has that thing where two friends are <laughs> destroying the earth with keytars. An apocalypse uh, post apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. Yep. Uh so John, anything you want to say before we just get right to it? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's time to dive in. Let's do it. I can easily without questions say that this is the only episode of the pod yeah. that I've been on where I'm actually drinking coffee. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, it's so, usually so what are you normally what what are you normally drinking on the show? Alcohol. Oh right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Beer, yeah. whiskey, something something of that sort. But yeah, have some it is candy as well. <laughs> candy, some other none of that. We're morning risers today. That's right. Um, you at least have some uh, Baileys in the coffee or anything. Like that. You should. I mean, can you guys hold on a second? Let me go. Yeah, I need to go real quick. On. It'll help. Um, no, we're 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 sad we can't be with you guys in person there, but we're we're very pumped to talk to you always, but especially about this record, which yep. uh, yes. no secret that we are big big fans of this project and this album. So we're really excited to dive in uh go track by track through this thing with you guys um thanks for asking us to do it yeah um so we've talked about this some with each of you when we've had you on the show but can you just talk a little bit about the evolution of the project like how did you decide specifically to to work on this group and its sound was it just a a general evolution of you two wanting to work together more did you have a, a particular goal about like um achieving a certain sound or genre together uh, ever since we did the fast feeling record, um, I know I always wanted to do uh, future projects with Matt and, uh, really it just was, it, it took, uh, a few years of pestering him to, uh, get around to it. Is that real? <laughs> did that, that really happen that way? It was pestering on your end? A little bit. Okay. Little bit. No, okay. Maybe not. I, I felt like maybe I was pestering. It was, uh, I think it was yeah. a mutual uh, desire, right? That's what it seemed like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I, I think at any given time throughout the year, depending on what my workload is or what other projects I have going on, I could, pro- I could definitely give the impression maybe that I'm being pestered, but <laughs> I, I definitely don't want you to walk away, <laughs> walk away from the, from the project, like thinking that, oh, I pestered Matt into being here. I, I, I was not, I was not coerced in any way. <laughs> I, I gave full consent. Matt, blink, consent. blink three times. If you're, if you're somebody fucking help me. <laughs> I I mean I feel like I feel like when we had Leonor on that she guys talked about if I'm remembering correctly that there's a little bit of a bromance between you guys and that it, it the sort oh, of yeah. that this was sort of a natural evolution and like an obvious evolution of like you guys would of course work. Wait, that's to- what Leonor said on your show. Yeah, we that she said that you guys you guys gelled really well together and so I feel like that. I feel like that makes sense that you guys would um, end up working together on yeah, something yeah. else. I, yeah, we gelled in this in the same way that like if we both worked at the same, you know, factory, we'd probably carpool, talk about it, <laughs> talk about it on the way there. The synth pop factory. <laughs> we go to the synth pop factory Moog, every day. The Moog factory. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. At the company holiday party, you know, we'd end up <laughs> around the, the exchanging punch knowing glances yeah. across uh-huh. the room. Like, <laughs> So did you have in mind, like, 
I want to work um, together again and and let's sort of achieve this kind of sound? Or was it just that's what came out when you guys started working together again? Uh, that that took a little bit to iron out. I don't think that there was a clear vision for me, at least at the beginning. It was mm-hmm. um, I made several uh, partial demos after the Fast Feeling um, album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with kind of different. I mean, all all sort of based in um, electronic land, but mm-hmm. um, still not really sure what I wanted it to sound like. And um, uh, yeah, at, at some point, I mean, I I bounced a few demos off of yeah, you, I guess yeah. through through the years, and I, I think once uh, once Blind was the uh, uh-huh. one I sent over. I think that one garnered um, enough enthusiasm to kind of like kickstart some momentum. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 for sure um yeah most of the stuff that i feel like scott sends me always has this really cool like indie like quirky indie pop sort of vibe to it um and he's also super experimental so that you know all of his demos sound like scott wrote them but the musicality of it might change the mm-hmm. the timbres and stuff might change depending mm-hmm. on you know what new piece of gear he has in the studio at the time <laughs> um which i i think is awesome um because i love i love sort of when you find a new piece of gear and it gets you thinking about you know songs differently or it moves you emotionally in a different way and i feel like scott is pretty tuned in with that kind of that kind of stuff yeah i was going to ask you about that matt that like um when it comes to the bleeps and bloops like were you were you expecting bringing in like a certain sort of production synthy sound that fit well for this project like did you have things in mind that you really wanted to do with some of the new pieces you've gotten or whatever and this is the place where you got to do it or like again was it more of a natural evolution of hearing scott songs and being like oh i i could use you know this sound for this kind of song like what was that process like um i think i have a brand of you know unicorn dust that i'm gonna put on everything I just I have a way that I want to hear stuff. And so mm-hmm. it kind of goes away. Um, I think maybe the best way to describe it is like uh, when I hear a song in my head, it feels like it occupies a space. It's like a room or it's a um, or a hallway or it's like a, a a landscape. And I would like to move the furniture around to make the room look like the way that I want it to for me to feel comfortable in the room mm-hmm. and so I like going in and putting you know a different coat of paint or a little splash of Ikea <laughs> here and there sure you know yeah. corn Ikea um yeah and I feel like Scott Scott makes really great rooms to play in and that was what <laughs> is that is that too weird of a metaphor I like it <laughs> okay yeah, I mean that's I I feel like it's it's a ball pit, <laughs> <laughs> the ball pit that you set up and then you dive in and play in it. Um, yeah, I mean I, we've said this before, but I feel like it really brings together the best of both of your considerable songwriting and production talents. Like it's it, it's clear that you know it's the same guys who are parts of other projects that we like, but I like that it feels different and that it's this big hooky beautiful pop song arena with this great synthy sound bringing them to yeah. life like it feels it's reminiscent of 80s pop songs in a way that's like really comforting to me but it also sounds really modern um yeah. and it's all pretty like 
radio friendly bite-sized pop songs in terms of being like three and a half minutes so it's like i don't know it feels pop forward in a way for both of you but i can hear your work from previous projects in it too so i don't know i i really like the way that it combined different things that i love about both of you guys work but i don't know is there how how do you describe the sound of fantasy league or the vibe that you were striving for were there were there particular influences for you on this were you excited about directions the songs were taking or yeah again did it all just kind of come about naturally as you were working on it together yeah we did have a touchstone uh crap i can't remember the name of the band now i'm totally drawing a blank uh but it ended up sounding nothing like that oh okay. did you know my star fucker well that was that was one of them that which was one of sound- mine for sure you heard I mean, of yeah, duran duran i hear of a, I hear <laughs> a variety in my mind like you know, for 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 good or for bad, you know, I feel like our our brains are always trying to fill in the gaps and and make comparisons and like yeah. make sense of things and be like, mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't always like to do that. I don't always like to say like, oh, this sounds like X Y or Z, but like our brains are always trying to do that. And yeah. I do hear I do hear moments where I'm like, oh, this is giving me this kind of vibe. Or this is giving me that kind of vibe. I just ask because I, I feel like I could see it either way. That it's just like, well, this this makes sense that this is the sound that you two would put together as a duo. But also, yeah. I feel like there are, you know, it, it leans in a sort of direction that maybe I haven't heard from either of you uh, come together here. Yeah. So I just wondered if there was like a particular sound or style you were aiming for. Um, it, it definitely made... turned out way more... 80s sounding mm-hmm. than, I, than I intended like uh even taking the the production aspects that we leaned into that I guess um you know pushed it even farther in that direction even just like a lot of the melodic sense I, mm-hmm. it was not an intentional yeah. thing but it just the melodies were kind of coming out that way yeah um I don't know why <laughs> it's not like I listened to uh you know, any more 80s music than I normally do, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, just kind of a, a couple of songs went that direction. And then um, once the blueprint was kind of in place, mm-hmm. I, I felt like we just like leaned into it and then it kept kept sounding that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like, I don't want to give the impression that this is, this album or this, this project is like, uh, an 80s record or like an homage to 80s music because it's it's not because like john said it's like a, a blend of both your styles with influences but it's still very modern and um but one thing i i, I feel like i need to say before we get too far into this is <laughs> i uh, hate all of you <laughs> i want to leave you guys i, I have some to tell you um <laughs> no but so Scott, your your vocals and your vocal performance uh, sounds the best it ever has, and Agreed. <laughs> I I was blown away at what you what you accomplished in in the sort of the range and the and the yep. stylistic choices that that you you guys made, whether that was collaborative. Um, you guys can talk about that, but going back and listening to. Um, altitude your the yellow second record uh which i famously love every single song on that record and uh agreed i think it's fantastic too 
it's an outstanding record. And I, and like going back and listening to it and I, your vocal performance couldn't be any more different. And your growth as a singer, I guess, over this, over these, this last decade or so has just grown. And so I want to know a little bit about uh, that for this record and how, and how that kind of came about, if that was a um, part of a choice that you guys worked on together or how that, how that, if you just continue to push yourself over this, these last 10 years or, or, uh, but I just wanted to at, least, at the very least um, call that out and how amazing it sounds. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. I, all of those things are, are true as far as part of it, like every, every uh, my voice sounds different on every yellow second record even. Sure. Um, and it's, yeah. it's mostly because I'm not a confident singer and I'm always trying, like I, I quickly hate how I'm singing currently. And so then I try <laughs> something else. Um <laughs> So uh, that changed it. Also, just um, years of uh, making demos uh, for Reese to sing, and oh sure, that stretched my my the upper part of my range a mm-hmm. lot. So I was yeah. able to sing in a higher range than I, I used to. Um, but uh, also, um, uh, I got in the studio with Matt, and having him kind of coach me through um, the. Uh, the vocal performances on you know we didn't get a chance to do that on all the songs but it, we did it on the probably 90 percent of them um yeah i mean it was a lot of them but like uh being in the studio and, and hearing some instant feedback uh that wasn't from you know my own ears <laughs> right um uh and just getting um kind of coached along in that way i think definitely opened up some some doors mm. and new sonic possibilities <laughs> I think it's cool that you brought that up because I, I feel like whenever like Scott and I've worked on stuff before, or I, I'll hear him um, sing on <clears throat> demos. I always feel like there's a, um, I guess because I work with a bunch of singers, I feel like I'm hearing what I, again, like what I want to hear. Scott's voice is a room and I like to <laughs> rearrange the furniture. Um, <laughs> but there was just like a, oh my gosh, well, if you can do this, of course you can do this you know what i mean mm-hmm. like oh like we can take it even further um and i i do think he has this really timeless um and ancient quality not not even that like in the in the 80s it was like this very like lower um like coming from a little bit farther back in the throat kind of thing was a big deal um mm-hmm. the tears for fears uh duran duran vocal delivery you know like nobody sings like that anymore Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that when we started working on the songs and i started hearing like what scott was doing i was like well just for shits and gigs like let's try something like that because it feels Mm. more like authoritative it feels more powerful it feels more compelling and so um everything that scott was doing was perfectly fine like we had this we had this conversation ad nauseum where I'm like, no, every, like, we could put the record out as is, like, the vocals are great, but I wonder if we, if you thought about, like, what you were singing, or you, like, thought about, like, moving your voice in a different way, like, what could we actually come up with? Because hmm. that's something I wish that people did for me, when, hmm. you know, because you always want somebody in the studio <laughs> to kind of tell you, like, oh, yeah, you've hit it, or no, we can go further, hmm. like, the instant feedback thing is really helpful for anybody and everybody. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I got, I was super impressed with what 
Scott. Yeah, Scott, you've well, solidified yourself as like a a legitimate front man. Like, I mean, however, <laughs> however you want to like, you know, like you said with Yellow Second, that you're always kind of changing how you are singing, and maybe you're not the most confident. I just want I want you to come away from uh, this project, or you know, at least this conversation, like, you know. <laughs> Whether you, I mean, anytime you come on the podcast, I'm, I, I, we're always just going to sing your sing your praises about everything that you everything that you do. But I just want you to come away from this knowing like that that uh, y- you just fucking crushed it on this project yeah, and single handedly that... dismantled systemic racism. Which is <laughs> All of the better go. way to put it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what most people. Uh, the takeaway from this fantasy league record is was going to be to dismantle systemic racism <laughs> um with the widest voice possible <laughs> no I, I i fully agree with all that i had the same thing in my notes that your vocal performance is such a centerpiece of this record um and and that'll make sense what you said matt i love that i mean we've heard from multiple people that your vocal coaching helped them achieve things that they hadn't before. I mean, Leonor said the same thing with fast feeling that she didn't feel confident and really working with you helped a lot for her. And I don't know, for whatever reason, Scott, I'm sure it's a bunch of things like you're saying, um, you, you, yeah, you sound super confident. Your voice sounds awesome on this record. And I don't know if it's, uh, I mean, everything you're saying makes sense about the range and the coaching and, and the different work you've done, but yeah, that makes sense, Matt, that it's sort of like, it's sort of pushed to the forefront at the center of the songs in a way that some of those classic eighties pop songs were, mm-hmm. it sounds unique in that way um, that there's such a strong vocal at the center of it. Um, and yeah, it almost, I think I told you when I first heard some of the tracks that it sounded like animal collective to me, cause it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's layered or doubled or what exactly is happening on a production level, but there's a sort of probably ad nauseum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many doubles. <laughs> but I, I love I, it. I love that sound. I would send him what, like on some tracks, uh, maybe four doubles and you would be disappointed that it was only that many. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, can I get yeah. at least 12? Well, yeah, and there's this whole other thing. I mean, I have, you know, I have an endless supply of butter for uh, Scott's bread right now. But <laughs> so there were there were maybe like three or four songs that we did that on, like in the, in at Rock Candy, um, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, let's let's revisit this. Let's see if we can like make this song like feel a little bit more compelling in that way. So we did that. But then after that, when Scott came back to Colorado, he literally just internalized all of those things that we did in the studio together and then it was just like body knowledge for him after that and then Mm. i I think you went back and did almost the uh, the entire back half of the record on your own Mm. just kind of list like hearing yourself in those other songs and being like oh yeah let's like re-deliver you just like did all of that yeah i mean it was it was super helpful to just kind of set up the boundaries like here's here's or the blueprint you know like here's the sound we're trying to achieve now mm-hmm. that we have some um, parameters in place, you know, that, that we can, um, that, that made it a lot easier to kind of, uh, to, to, you know, play inside of that space and yeah. um, reproduce it, you know, on track after track. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just, you know, having this like ill-defined void of, you know, endless possibilities yeah. that, that can sometimes be paralyzing, you know, mm-hmm. 
I think that was too much space helpful. and too much furniture to rearrange. If we're going <laughs> to continue to use that, we were outside. You know, we needed a room. <laughs> needed, exactly. needed a room. Scott's <laughs> Scott's mouth was the room. I think something like that. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I go I'm, on. I'm kind of losing. I'm kind of losing. <laughs> losing the plot a little. Yeah, losing. The plot. Um, yeah, Scott, tell us more about your mouth. Um, <laughs> um, well. To butter your bread a little, Matt, uh, I feel like the mm. the synthy soundscape on this record are some of my favorite sounds that you've ever produced, and I love the room that you uh, or how you how you arrange the room there. I'm gonna drop the room <laughs> thing after this, um, but it's sort of like the, the ottoman is sort of the no, okay. Go, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, end of ottoman talk. Um, yeah, I so I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about this, and again, each of you has sort of mentioned. A version of this on the pod before but i'm curious to hear about the sort of general process of the song creation you know is it scott sending an initial version to matt matt adding beeps and boops then back and forth after that i mean i know it's more complex than that but can you just talk a little more in depth about how the the process looked for the songs coming together on the record um i feel like for most of the fantasy league stuff it was almost always that it almost okay. always started out with scott um sending a demo that was pretty well fleshed out you know like maybe there were a few of them where it's like hey there should be a bridge or i don't really know how to end it i don't know how to land the plane sort of thing um and all demos are sort of like that mm -hmm. um but whenever he would send me stuff it was it was like oh i i either know immediately what i want to do with this or what could make this more impactful um at least for me i know that that's all of that's uh subjective um but yeah, it was like, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the room metaphor. That's, we're, we beat that horse to death. It's yes. just a bloody pulp right now. Um, we love a bit here, so. Yeah, but it was like all that kind of stuff. Or maybe he would have like a synth sound that I was like, oh, this, this synth sound is really cool. There's something here. I, I feel like I would almost always distort it or push it yeah. or make it a little bit nastier, a little bit more aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, and then that, I feel like the first thing that we start working on, like whenever you would come into the studio and we would have a song queued up, the very first thing that we would want to do is like start working on the drums and be mm -hmm. like, if we can get the drums to feel like, then everything else kind of mm -hmm. bows down to that. And it makes it a little easier to know what you're doing. You're not just kind of off in la la land, like maybe we should start with this or that. Yeah. It's like, no, let's get the drums and have the drums work really well with the melody with you know like how the song is being delivered and if we can just do if the melody sounds good over the drums then everything else you know we can kind of season to taste mm -hmm. yeah and the drums would also inform um you know a lot of the other parts uh, like sure. sometimes i mean it, it varied a lot from song to song um some of them changed wildly mm -hmm. you know after after i mean like cliffs of moore is one of the most obvious examples yeah and that one uh the the whole vibe of that song um once kind of matt had a, a chance to tear into it um changed a lot and mm -hmm. um for the better and that was always a, a really um fun um sometimes um unfamiliar but but always like welcome experience for me like seeing the change the the songs undergo more musical changes than i'm accustomed to um mm -hmm. but like I, but but always great you know you never like, pushed back too hard on well i mean if it's good it's good like uh, right. and it, i just i mean it was it was uh always um 
a fun experience, um, very rewarding. And especially when we had the chances to actually get in the same room and like, uh, you know, have that instant and start doing drugs (laughs) (laughs) that helps so much (laughs) have, have that instant, um, feedback. And you can see, you know, when you're in the same room with somebody, um, you know, like there's just a different energy. Um, you can get through, uh, stuff a lot faster, um, rather Mm -hmm. than just, you know, over email, sending demos back and forth via email, which is great. I I love that we, you can do that now, but, um, yeah, you just come up with different stuff when you're, when you're sending demos back and forth, you're leaving, you know, a week, sometimes even two to get really neurotic about it. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Cause you listen to it and you're like, I don't really like that instead of just kind of riding this wave of, oh, it's, it's working right now in the moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. let's kind of keep moving forward. Um, and there's, you know, there's a whole lot of like, uh, you know, maybe me doing something in the studio, pressing a few keys and like turning around, looking at Scott, like, how high is Scott now? Um, <laughs> but no, it was like, it, it's a lot of that. When you get that sort of instant feedback, like it, it makes the process so much more rewarding because I feel like you and I are both really about our own stuff. If we don't have that kind of feedback, we just end up in this, you know, neuroses loop and then nothing ever gets done and you just overthink it to death and then it dies on the vine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask about that. I mean, how much did the songs change from their origins in general or did it really vary by song? Yeah, it, it varied a lot. Yeah, well, stuff. you played you played those demos of Cliffs of Moore, and yeah. even just like going back and revisiting some of those demos, I was like, why did I fuck with this? It, it, Scott had so many cool versions of that song, mm. <laughs> like that we could have chased down. I thought right. like, any of them were cool. It was just I think ended up being the vibe that we landed on that day. Yeah, I think the earlier songs probably changed more, and then uh, again, once we kind of had the blueprint in place, mm-hmm. it was easier to start like making other songs that fit the mold. But still, I mean, even uh, all of them uh, underwent, you know, changes to varying degrees. And where I mean, Matt's also really good about um, kind of clearing out the clutter. And mm-hmm. the more one, at least for me, um, when I write, the more I work on something. You know, the more like details I'm trying to weave in it to keep myself interested, which can be great, but it can also introduce, yeah, some clutter that, sure. um, you know, when you're not sure, like you don't have that subjective, um, trusted, you know, outside opinion and that can give you that, you know, perspective about, you know, what's, what's actually adding to it and, and what's just introducing like needless complexity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody else who's like feeling in the room. Like I always think you guys would be really great at that. You'd mm. be really good to be the guys in the room who it could be tiebreakers for stuff. Mm. Like this is emotionally moving me right now or it's not, you know. Sure. It's like yeah. going to the optometrist, A or B, B <laughs> or C. Well, uh, when you get that, you know, LP2 studio sessions gone and just fly us out and we'll be your emotional room barometers uh for sure well you um, know when scott and i work together we only do one album and we call it this well <laughs> i object <laughs> i object yeah, fantasy, to this plan fantasy league uh second album mouth furniture it'll be <laughs> coming soon <laughs> i love that <laughs> well there, there's there's a bunch of other stuff i want to talk about we, we can probably do that as we go through <laughs> the songs but one thing I did want to ask about before we got in to track by track is the artwork. Um, 
The artwork of the album cover and the singles throughout have been really cool. Can you talk about how they happened? Sure. Uh, well, the first couple of them we found um, on Art Grab, uh, which was, okay. I don't know, I think you had used it for other projects before, yeah, right, Matt? Sure. So that was a find that that Matt had. Um, and we just found a, um, an artist that we were drawn to. And, you, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with that site, but basically you just can make an, an offer on an original piece of art and mm. negotiate with the artist. And um, so the first, uh, what, maybe three or so mm -hmm. singles, we did that. Um, and then, uh, I'll share uh, the screen so we can look at these. So, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, blind, what would, what was your first single? Was it blind? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of like a, uh, a woman in space crying rainbows, which hell yeah. Is Great pretty, sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sick. I really I mean, there's like, a North star for LPC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a real trapper keeper energy to uh, these single covers, which Hell I like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Lisa, Lisa <laughs> yes. Frank, sort of That's like my vibe. Not a, not enough, not enough unicorns or dolphins jumping. You know, neon but, dolphins. Yeah, need some dolphins. My thing. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I love. I assumed that it was sort of you know, not you necessarily directing an artist to create something, but it is funny how like what you went with for the album cover it's like these two figures looking at a sort of exploding planet in the distance. And it feels like, Oh, there's Matt and Scott, uh, a fantasy league, uh, looking at their project, which there's a lot of moon stuff in here. And there's a lot of planet stuff and like apocalyptic. It just feels like it really fits well. So I just really like yeah. the vibe that you culminated tying all this stuff together. Yeah. So for the, the for the actual album cover and the, this light, um, single cover, mm -hmm. uh, so another map find was the Mid Journey AI. Are you familiar with that? Okay. I mean, there's a few of the like, yeah, yeah. art creation um, AIs out there, which are amazing and wonderful and kind of a bummer at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> complicated. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Uh, right. talking about how we're interfacing with Mid Journey, but but it is, is super is fun a, to is to AI play. AI art, you know? Yeah, yeah. Inter interesting uh, conversation, but yeah. Anyway, so this. So I mean, if you're if you're not familiar with how those work, you, you know, feed it a prompt of some kind, and it can will generate something based on that prompt. And sometimes you can create variations of it, or yeah, you know. Um, so uh, for the this light one, I literally typed in as the prompt the first uh, stanza of the song lyrics, and that's one of the things that it came up with. And both of us were just like, "Oh my gosh, this isn't." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, "That one is too perfectly aligned with the lyrics to not have had some sort of a guidance." So, yeah. yeah what and did then, you type in for the for the main album artwork? <laughs> so it's probably something super simple. It, it's so dumb. <laughs> I, I I think it was like uh, like two. I actually had the word keytar in there, which it it <laughs> wisely omitted. <laughs> it was like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just gonna pretend you didn't say that part. I think I said like two two people with keytars just destroy the planet or something cool. like that. Cool. <laughs> it was another good phrase. So yeah. hardcore. <laughs> sort of unnecessarily yeah. metal. Yeah. I mean, it, it 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 looks like the two people are standing in some sort of post apocalyptic wasteland on fire, uh, watching another planet be destroyed. So. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It, it it does give a sense of um, 
doom to it but it it also like john said kind of fits the whole uh vibe of of all the planets and stars and and mm-hmm. sort of otherworldly stuff that's been going on through all your other artwork i gotta say the the cliffs of more artwork um is it's up there with my with my one of my favorites i think it's, it's so rad. it's so rad i love all the all the colors and the wavy lines and everything that you guys had been had been doing with your with your singles so it's it's pretty sick but yeah it was, well I, I feel like that was um we can move on from the from the album art stuff or, or whatever but I, I do feel like in the past we have always been uh we've always wanted to work with an artist sure. um, and even for 11 and maybe well if five iron kind of has like the guy that you guys kind of go to or went to or used to Mm -hmm. um and so there there are different ways of kind of interfacing with that um but for 11 it's always been like oh my gosh who's gonna do this and then it's like it's a cattle call you know maybe we'll find somebody we work really well with Mm -hmm. um then we have to get together a budget and then it's like you know two or three months maybe of back and forth um well does this work does this not work uh is this something that we can create our assets out of um, is the direction that the album art is taking something that we can do derivative pieces off of for mm-hmm. merchandising mm-hmm. or for online. So it just turns into art becomes unfun really quickly because yeah. it, you have to do so much in terms of like making sure that the branding is on point. And I sure. think just being able to go and like purchase stuff or put in prompts, at least for this project, not to say that we'll always do that or that we're, you know all about taking chops away from actual artists yeah um at at all i think it helped us to get the album out it like didn't become this insurmountable thing where it's like well but we gotta have album art and you don't want you know this ms paint looking bullshit to throw out (laughs) there you want kind of want something that's reflective of the time and effort that you put into it and yeah well, it rules, and I would take uh, T-shirts or you know whatever with uh, these images on them. So you know, just just bear that in mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, unless there's anything else, Andrew, should we should we give this thing the Magpod treatment and, and dive in here? I think we should. We will. Uh, we will ask maybe along the way if you guys want to maybe mention like some of your personal favorites or like which ones came out in a surprising way, your favorite way. But we'll just kind of we'll kind of go through and and talk about each one of these all right so let's start with opening track imaginary lines
so fucking good it's so good guys (laughs) classic scott (laughs) (laughs) the opening like that opening little part you're gonna hear us try and do approximations of lots of synth sounds lots of mouth sounds lots of mouth sounds just just oscillated so hard baby i feel like there was a very clear uh joy electric easter egg Mm. in there the the telephone wire thing oh yeah (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah that that was some some uh famous matt langston ear candy there love it love it um yeah, I would say this. So we're we're doing a top three as we usually do. This yes. would be just outside my top three. Um, oh, interesting. So my this is my number two. Okay, the song absolutely rules. Could have easily been in there. Um, <clears throat> as but, I told uh, you, John, before we even before we even started, before uh, Matt and Scott even joined, I I said that this is my top three today because right. this is one of those records that uh, as 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 the as the youths would say. Uh, it's a vibe, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you got, there's certain yeah. songs that evoke certain vibes and certain feelings and it's, it might, it'll change from day to day. But for me right now, these are my, my, uh, you know, my, my top three for now, but yeah, this song, you can't, you can't deny when, when the album opens like that with a sort of yeah. like slow build, you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, fuck me up with this. I'm, <laughs> yep, I'm ready. Yep. My body is ready. <laughs> yep. Take me daddy. <laughs> let's get on this roller coaster and yep. see where it takes us yeah, yeah so it's that's, such that's an exciting good, yeah go ahead i was gonna say this is a good uh opportunity to give you a, a shout out there john because mm. um, you know like i asked um for uh if you guys were interested to you know send um playlist ideas or see album mm-hmm. sequence ideas and this was not one i had considered for an opening track um mm. i had had um yeah a, a a couple of different ideas and I, I know Matt was uh Man, kicking I, around some yeah. ideas as well yeah. but hearing hearing this as the opener and really your entire sequence is is what we chose I, I'll, I'll echo that a hundred times over you are clearly you are absolutely to blame for the for the sequence of tracks on the album because okay. as soon as you sent yours over I was like yeah this yeah. makes it was yep. almost like why was I even trying it was just like outside <laughs> Man, asking us for yeah. like sequencing is like catnip. So, you know, we, we have know. strong opinions on it. Please send I, us uh, sequencing thoughts whenever you want. I know. What? I was I was I was so behind on getting getting you my getting the sequence. I think I said I think I'd said uh uh for opening track, I said either clips of more or imaginary lines, which imaginary yeah. lines in the clips of more is is about as you know well per- here's the thing, thing to... i have a philosophy when it comes to sequencing and playlists which is like you can't you can't blow your load immediately you have to <laughs> you have to begin the journey and then the second track is when you you fully release and so clips of more you know spoiler alert is like my highlight of the record and i yeah. feel like there might be an impulse there to open with it, but I'm like, no, you gotta, you gotta work up to that banger. That's how I approach all of my conjugal relations. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, it applies in so many two. ways. Uh, <laughs> classic track two. Yeah. No, but I think um, yeah, three minutes th- in, and you're blowing your <laughs> <I'm> load. <done. laughs> you're done. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's realistic. Um, no, I think it's exactly. Was this, was this album good for you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason that I thought it would work as an opener is exactly what you're saying is that it's like it begins 
slow and quiet and builds yeah. and it's like ooh, we're going on a journey here and yeah the first time i heard it i was just like oh this is such an exciting opening to the song and would make such an exciting opening to the album it just feels <laughs> propulsive immediately <laughs> what are you thinking about blowing loads again or what <laughs> um, sort of i'm like wondering if it changes uh if it changes your perspective if you're like you know you're you're being intimate with someone and then all of a sudden everything's over and you're like yeah but this was written by taylor swift if they, they, <laughs> they think differently about it like, right yeah like oh yeah yeah it was good for me and that's <laughs> right actually yeah now that i look back <laughs> um, I think about it no but it's uh, it's such a banger that the yeah. combo of the baseline that comes in and that central synth hook is just it's so satisfying yeah. um can't you can't obviously the the whoa, whoa, woes. You know, yeah, we love a whoa, whoa, Yep, yep. Get a little. So good. Were any of the were any of the instruments on this record analog, or were they all, um, or are they all like digital, uh, computerized, uh, synthy? Well, there's uh, there are analog synths and, and um, soft synths. Um, so, but the like this song has some acoustic guitar in it. Yeah, that's pretty, what that, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, was that an mm -hmm, actual yeah. acoustic guitar or was that a? Yeah, it was uh, an actual acoustic okay. guitar. I don't, I don't think we've no, we've no, stooped no. to I, to. I don't, uh... I don't know any VSTs of acoustic guitars that are like that that good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the uh, the bum 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 bum. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's like a classic Juno 106, like actually uh, hardware. Juno sounds so good. Um, yeah, big fan, big fan. And then I think in the in the little bridge part, one of the most interesting things that that I thought about the songs that it's actually um, either in I think it's in the pre-chorus. It's actually like basketball samples. <laughs> it's like a basketball track of like different basketball bounces. Oh, interesting. I don't remember Do that. Remember we did that. <laughs> we like chopped up a loop of basketball samples and like put it in there. That's yeah, cool. the, the, we, no, yeah, yeah. Aren't you thinking of the Met Met uh, Metallica kick drum? <laughs> <laughs> Classic God. dribble sound. Yeah, uh, you're, yeah, you're thinking of Saint Anger. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, we were, that's what we were really channeling on this. <laughs> track Saint Anger There's energy. so much anger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what was the what was the process like for this one? Where did this one kind of come in the in the overall songwriting process? It's kind of middle. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't remember the demo. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, this was probably maybe the sixth one we worked on or something. Mm -hmm. um, okay, but yeah, I think by that time we more or less established the general vibe of the record, and mm -hmm. this one, this one felt pretty like it came you know, it came along pretty easily. Oh, this was this one was had some big soup. I think really we had to turn to the eighties to make this one work, if I remember correctly. Mm. There was like some compositional stuff where we would get about halfway through the song and then be like, how how do we maintain a flow of energy? And then I think there's like one part where the actual chorus of the song ends up being a bridge slash down chorus or serves as that in there, which is like a strange compositional thing. Song kind of plays out, but it, mm -hmm. that's what ended up working for us, and that's a total '80s thing. Sure, yeah. I, I uh, remember uh, <clears throat> Lion King being, you know, one of the the things that you wanted to do to uh, 
I always want to do in Lion the, King the, the shit. The pre-chord, that bum, That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I'm picturing like Scott holding Matt off a cliff uh, <laughs> in triumphant glory. Um, that rules. Yeah. I, I, I love that. It's, it feels like this was one of the, you know, I'd heard this single at first or the songs that you shared with us were the ones that ended up being the singles first, I think. And so this was like a, a surprise after I'd heard several of the singles already and just loved the song and thought it, you know, could be in contention as one of those for sure. So this yeah. was a, a very pleasant surprise. I love the song. Um, you know, lyrically, uh, I love that, that great central refrain of I'm a little bit mystified about the things we worry over. I think that's just like yep. a great chorus. Um, very like earwormy find myself singing that and an interesting concept. And I wanted to say, now, we were talking about lyrics and, you know, uh, Reese, uh, but I wondered if the drawing imaginary lines between us that we can't cross over. I mean, it's a little blue comb uh, making lines in the seat that we can't cross. I don't know. I wondered if there was. Any... Oh, my God. What a thread <laughs> to pull on. Probably nothing there, but. No, that, that wasn't what I was singing <laughs> this about. But... This, isn't, this isn't one of the two. Yeah, no, it's All not. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, we were mentioning off pod that there were you know, not to take any of your uh, lyric writing prowess away, Scott, but you did mention that there were a couple that Reese had given you some ideas for some lyrics on. Yeah, and we can, I don't know if you want to dive more into that when we get to those songs. Yeah, but yeah. 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 this wasn't one of them. No, um, I knew I knew you weren't channeling Blue Comb. I just thought that was a funny <laughs> uh, idea. But yeah, I really, I don't know. The, the idea of like being sort of, I feel like there's a general theme to the record of sort of like looking at these big things, but finding value in like small connections in the midst of these like big things. So the idea of when you step back being mystified at the things we worry about um, when it's so much greater than that. I don't know. I, I not not trying to get you to say what you meant, but that's sort of what it feels like to me. Yeah, no, I, I think there is a, um, a common theme through a lot of the songs, this being one of them, of just um, maybe making too much of our differences. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it is it is confusing to me. And, and I, I feel like those differences have been accentuated by all the, you know, social media vitriol. And I'm not mm -hmm. merely speaking of, you know, political differences and right, right. that sort of thing. But um you're making yeah. very pointed social commentary <laughs> yeah yeah uh i get mystified over the things that scott worries over. So I, <laughs> I, I feel like i can relate like if we go to a restaurant i'm always like is the sauce going to be something scott talks about later <laughs> i'm a little well, bit mystified if, if it's a if it's a really good sauce i'm gonna if talk it's a about great it sauce we're hey, going back makes sense yeah makes sense. Uh, scott what are your top three sauces <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, there was a Peruvian place here that had an amazing sauce, but they went out of business. So, mm. should have bought more sauce, bro. Yeah. Well, he tried. He actually <laughs> not, not to not to derail the conversation, but you actually sought out the guy who made the sauce. And you had to buy like a whole ton now, of it. I wow. did buy a you lot. Of it. Buy, yeah, yeah. For a while, he would text me anytime he was making a fresh batch, and oh, wow. shit. he would even deliver it. What kind of sauce yeah. was this? What, what was this it, uh, mythical sauce? It's like a Peruvian ahi sauce, I think is what they called it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it like, yeah. 
Superman. We're I, gonna I to... wish I was making a joke, but this is all very. <laughs> it's, we're gonna I'm, need a, a, mystified. A, a Scott Sauce Corner special up, I think. <laughs> Scott Sauce Corner. Um, Saucier Scott. Um, all right. Well, my favorite sauce is uh, the next song. Should we get yeah. to yeah, Cliffs of More? Absolutely. Cliffs of More. Oh my god. Yep. It's so good. I just I just fully released. <laughs> number one my number one as well Um, yeah yeah well i mean it what do you guys think where does it where does it fall for you um it's definitely one of the one of the most 80s vibes that i can think of i i do remember like getting this demo and then it immediately just the way that the song was structured the way scott was delivering it reminded me of this very specific album by Mm. elo called balance of power Oh yeah, and I do kind of feel like this song ended up being an amalgamation of maybe some of the cool parts of that ELO record because it is just bubbly bass, you know, super tight drums, mm-hmm. uh, warbly yep. synth stuff in the background. That was definitely like a blueprint for how to engage with this one. That's interesting. I feel like uh, Reese has mentioned on our pod that record too, and like you got the two of you, uh, Matt. Uh, connecting about ELO when you guys were first doing collaboration stuff together. I could yeah. see that. What I told Scott was that it reminded me of the Duran Duran song, Ordinary World. Uh, and he was like, oh. maybe. <laughs> but I was like, it's such a like, in an ordinary world. I don't know. It really, it, yeah. it feels like sort of classic, I don't know, Duran Duran, ELO sort of, it feels like a classic 80s song we're just discovering now. I, I, I love yeah. it. Um, I yes. don't know. Scott, I cut you off about your your overall feelings on this one. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Uh yeah, it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Um probably because the the lyrics are um you know mm-hmm. about my kids and yeah. uh I, I had a harder time finishing this song than I usually do uh because I started with the lyrics, which I almost mm-hmm. never do. And yeah. Um, because the words, I think I also got in my head about it a little bit because, um, the, the lyrics were so meaningful and I, it was important to me to finish it. This, I think was also one that when I first sent it to you, I got like some radio silence on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I don't which, remember that. Which I always. <clears throat> I don't remember poor things about my behavior. I, <laughs> I always take, I always take is like, oh, okay. Uh, Matt didn't like this one, which. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's so, not true at all. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> I've never actually heard you say I don't like that. So it's I always assume that that must be. Well, that's not the, a productive thing to say to anyone. <laughs> Okay. This is a good. This is a good insight into boys, the creative boys. process here. <laughs> no, no. I mean, as we've talked about before, I mean, like yeah. working with Matt is the by far the easiest uh, collaborative you know process that I've ever been uh, part mm. of, and mm. uh, you know, like for the most part, it's it's just it yields nothing but like great songs, but also the the, good times. the the yeah the good times yeah the process along the way is just is so fun and uh you know mostly effortless but uh -huh. yeah okay but i also am uh i i feel like comfortable sending him half-baked ideas and mm -hmm. and just like just to get a a sense of like if something's worth pursuing or not sure. and this mm -hmm. one was one that like um i felt strongly enough uh about the the lyrics that i wanted to keep trying and so i had several iterations of this one before you know we kind of yeah um you know figured it out but yeah. this one i actually did start writing when we were in ireland um it was cool. the first time I, we'd taken the kids out of the country and um mm. uh yeah i was just struck by <laughs> all these uh, be beautiful metaphors and um mm. Yeah, that's all. I have as to soon as I got my 23 and me back, I was like, I am from here. I, <laughs> I, of course, I love this song. Let's do something with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love the lyrics. I love yeah. the idea of sort of exploring the butterfly effect concept, yeah. uh, a small thing, you know, blossoming into this bigger ramifications felt around the world. But like, I don't know, the, the idea of using this like vista of an overwhelming sight in nature but focusing on the actions of, of your loved ones while you're there. Like, I don't know, it, it, these actions might seem small in comparison to the vastness, but the connection of the power of like both of those concepts of like, I'm seeing this incredible thing. My family members are doing these things that are memorable. Like, I don't know. I love the idea of connecting. Like there's a power in both your son throwing a stone, your daughter dancing and the power of, nature and of these huge things. So yeah. I don't know. I really love that line. I'm falling more and more in love with insignificance. I feel like it really sums it up well of like, well, what is significant and insignificant are, are the most sort of meaningful moments or things or memories, these smaller things, um, you know, putting it in the context of like a large planet and all these things that are happening on a much bigger scale. I don't know. I, I, this is a certainly standout for me in terms of like, thematic um focus and lyrics and it feels very personal like you're saying so yeah I, I resonated with it like right away i think that's put very beautifully and my my wife has echoed those sentiments almost verbatim this is one of her favorite mm -hmm. songs mm -hmm. she loves the lyrics um and the the imagery and the word painting i don't know if i've shared that with you or not or maybe she did maybe she told you hmm. oh, anyway <laughs> No, thanks a good one. I appreciate that. <laughs> that like I mean the drum beat from second one. Yes. That sort of warbly melody that comes in, but then the launch into the just like the killer synth bass line and that perfect guitar line and sound. It feels very like effervescent. I don't know. That's another thing that sort of reminds me of like a Duran Duran guitar sound or something. It's just like I don't know. I really love 
the sound and then and then just the soaring chorus it's so yeah. catchy the harmonies are so great yeah the whole thing feels so propulsive um yeah i don't know i i love this song yeah matt how did you um feel with this project sort of like taking a, a step back from you know the mic and be sort of because i'm assuming you did some sort of did like uh harmonies or did some vocals on stuff but like where did you find yourself in 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 terms of uh, your contribution to to these tracks with with singing and melody and and harmony? Um, I think there's only one song on the album that I actually ended up having background vocals on. Oh wow! And I think it was "You Will Run." Um, and also, I feel like Scott and I have very different vocal qualities. So, sure. I, mm -hmm. so I, when I heard that back, I was like, this works, but it sounds like Scott started a band with a child. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we're, I don't know. Um, it, I do have a very specific voice um, and it did, and it doesn't, I think I've just done it long enough to know, like, I, mm. it, it's not worth me having an ego about, like, it doesn't matter. To me. I'm interested in like, what is going to move me more emotionally it's not important to me to like have my voice on the thing because it is our voice. Like we're, you know, the keys, the buttons, the dials, sure, the, sure. you know, the mix decisions. Yeah. It's all our voice. It, and I feel like maybe it was a creative decision on on my part, or maybe both of our parts where I just, it, it didn't feel like it was necessary. It felt like I didn't want to have a distracting quality to it. And Scott can clearly do all of his own harmonies. Um, I, I don't remember thinking uh, or making a conscious decision about it. Um, yeah. What really, you could say the same thing about any of the instrumentation. Um, like we just kind of, I don't, I don't even know if I could identify all the parts and who did what. Mm -hmm. um, it was just kind of like whatever needed to be done, somebody did it. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Including, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, Matt, I mean, you played more more things on the album than i did at the end you know like just i think that's how it worked out yeah but it's like such a ball of yarn it might be like i love scott's you know part but then let's play it on something old and analog mm -hmm. let's like change the preset you know yeah or see mm -hmm. what we get yeah no it feels if i can sense the 11d through line here it sounds like the same person but it's also a very much you know distinct project on its own and partly for you know the you know vocals as we're saying like an obvious thing like that but i can feel your your fingerprints on it matt for sure um but it's a different uh, it takes a different form here just a, yeah like i've said already it's just a satisfying blend of things that i like about both of your backgrounds but putting it together in this new and interesting way and i feel like the song really highlights that so it definitely uh, does this one maybe more than any of them when I underwent a, a transformation from like the original idea uh, mm -hmm. to what you hear on the record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And lots of uh, talk, Scott, uh, about the demos. Um, John, do you hear that? Do you, is it? The streets are talking. I think, I think the streets are saying like, uh, release, <laughs> release the demos. Is that, is that what you're, is that what they're saying? I like that. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's probably work just demos. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Some people are talking about like a 
two disc vinyl release for the demos <laughs> or the second record yeah, I, don't something. Know. I don't know what people are saying something like when like the that. cats yeah. movie came out and everyone was like release the butthole cut the <laughs> yeah cats exactly. Movie. exactly but there's a yeah. butthole cut of the fantasy league album and we will release it at some okay point. good 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 <laughs> Some people might have said have to call it that. Some people <laughs> would have no gone reason. with the Snyder cut comparison. I love that you no, went the with the cut cats. The superior analogy. Yeah, <laughs> the better yeah. the better the better cut. Um, oh man. Anyway, here's another right. good song. Blind. This was the first single, right? Did we already discuss mm-hmm. that? All right. my number three ah totally totally my number one okay wow okay interesting yeah Yeah, this is an awesome awesome song uh i think so like any any um matt langston project especially with something like this or uh some or basic glitches these are headphones projects where you, you have to listen to them to really just envelop yourself in in the soundscape and the nuances of all of the things happening. And I just love how the details that you put into all of these tracks and just, just letting it wash, just wash over you. It's such a, it's such a great, it's such a great track. Well, you know, we're, we're a couple of BTBs. We're, we're some big texture boys. Big texture boys Uh, for sure. (laughs) So we love, we love all the textures. I feel like both of you are, are oh, good yes. at bringing those textures. Ooh, so yeah. popcorn yes. ceiling pals. Many, many, many textures to be found on this track. Yes. Yeah. Was this like, uh, so was this clear to you that this was going to be the first single? I mean, was it, was it your love for it, Matt, that made you want to do that? I think this is just one of the ones that got fleshed out this, the yeah. soonest. Sure. Uh, or the earliest, maybe that's the best way to put it. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was super cool. Um, and I liked. Uh, it's kind of strange because I feel like this is one of those things where you know we we started to kind of realize like oh let's get the drum track right, and mm-hmm. then like sort of fill it out after that. And I think if I remember correctly, I came up with this guitar part for the mm-hmm. chorus. Love it. But I approached it like, what would Scott play? <laughs> In the chorus, because yeah, I would yeah. never come up with those like chord yeah. voicings on guitar, right, and so right. I kind of pushed myself out of my comfort zone, and it's yeah. st- and I feel like it definitely still kept it in like the a, a Scott pop a Scott pop track, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> where there's an interesting chord voicing in the guitars. I, I think there's a lot of that um, in the record in general. Is just like what would impress Matt, or what what would Matt Are like? Yeah, like I, I. I <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, just trying to uh, uh, write stuff that's going to get, you know, keep both of us excited. And I don't know. Yeah. It's just Japanese girl pop sample. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that 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 is interesting because I just sort of assumed that was a, a Scott guitar sound there. So, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. We, we never know who, who's doing what with this collab. Um, but it easily could be transition right. into a ska guitar in the in the could, there's in a the couple chorus. ska adjacent yeah. guitar sounds on this record yeah <laughs> um but yeah. we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the bass line uh, uh yes the bass line in the verse matt also played the groove all right Slaps. cool is that yeah. real yeah yeah you you did the bass line on this one i had a synth bass part on this oh and i was like fuck that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love. I mean, it feels it. Yes, it feels like a a, a tangible, real bass, and yeah. I love it. But then, but the mixture of okay, we're 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 grooving in the verses, but then that little bouncy bass sound that yeah. comes in in the pre-chorus, uh, from sort of you know, uh, auxiliary to to am I using the right word? Analog to to synthy. There is such a good yeah transition, and then it just explodes into this huge satisfying chorus. Um, yeah. where again the harmonies sound great um yeah i just love the the bouncy bass and the little bouncy keys and then the journey it sort of takes from the pre-chorus into the, I, I don't know i just feel like the, the evolution of the song is really satisfying in all the kind of ways that it goes including that bridge which andrew if we could yeah. hear a little of a 305 i think it does a really interesting thing and maybe it's some of matt what you were talking about before but it's like the melody and that sort of sliding synth sound it's just like it takes an interesting turn with the bridge so good i love that oh yeah it's one of my faves just nasty dirty like like trying to trying to crawl out of the ooze (laughs) <laughs> sort of sounds they're uh-huh. my favorite um i i think we might have done that together mm. when you were in the studio if i remember correctly like because we were pushing it i think we like pushed the synthesizer through maybe like a distortion pedal and then like through a console mm. and just like maxed everything uh-huh. yeah um yeah well actually uh it had a different bridge originally a, a far weird weirder bridge actually okay oh. and, and and then you you redid the bridge on that one, mm, and it it is way better. It fits it fits, um, you know, much better than the uh, the first one did. So interesting. Uh, release the butthole bridge though, because I want to hear <laughs> yeah. what the, the original plan bridge. was. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I absolutely love that, that sound and where the song goes for that part. I feel like there's a few, there's another one I'll mention later where it's sort of like, actually it's the next song that kind of goes into like a more minor key thing for the bridge. Um, and I love that sort of transition. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of lyrics, uh, yeah. a love song, I feel like it's safe to say. Um, I don't know. It, this is clearly about your faith, obviously. <laughs> I read it as a love song, but maybe oh, it's more I, complex I, than that. I, I read it as a love song as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Do you want to so address Re- that at all? Well, Reese okay. wrote these lyrics. Got it, got it. Oh, this yeah. was not one of my guesses of, okay. of a re-song. Oh, right. Yeah, so this was the first song we worked on, and I originally had a different... Um, I never had real lyrics. I had placeholder lyrics with a different melody. Um, and this one, I don't know, I probably started working on this song in like 2018 or so. Oh, wow. Um, and it just it just sat there. Um, and then when... I, I think maybe we talked about this a little bit last time I was on... Um, but, uh, you know, when I was trying to get to, get some momentum with this uh, project, but before really I um, pest- was pestering me about but it. before I <laughs> pestered Matt for like the 10th time. Um, yeah, Re- Reese and I uh, had, had talked about kind of working out a, a trade and um, he said, well, I've got you know, some lyrics I haven't used and uh, if, uh, I could use some help with music on this other project. And. Uh, this was some of his table scraps, I guess, that I um, latched onto and and repurposed for <laughs> for this project. Well, it's great. I mean, any song with "I want to shoot my heart into outer space," I feel like is yeah. uh, automatically yeah. a win. Um, it's like also it's dramatic enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is Reesey in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I also noticed like uh, the first verse ends with "Singing out your hope like tears in the rain." which for me conjures the Blade Runner uh, monologue about tears and rain, which that little uh, sort of, I don't know what you would call the synth sound, but the, you know, that obviously sort of like analog synth sound we heard in the bridge, like also feels very Blade Runner-y to me. I don't know. So it all feels of a sort of Blade Runner piece to me on this one that I'm digging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Evangelist vibes. Yes. Oh God. Give me those Evangelist vibes. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I mean, is there anything else about uh, like how did the, uh, the you said this was like one of the the first ones to come together? So how did the like um, process of putting this one out first affect anything else, or was it pre- was the rest pretty set by the time you were sharing this with folks? I mean, if I remember correctly, the vibe was kind of like we let's we got to start the process like if yeah because i do feel like scott and i are the kind of people that you know we, we can him and haw uh right. to to a point where it's not it's not healthy um especially when we're working on stuff that like well there's a million different ways that we can take it um like this one was sort of like let's put it out let's see what happens uh no pressure i feel like we kind of kept telling each other like there's it, it no pressure low pressure mm-hmm. um and let's just see what it feels like to have this out there. We were still working on the rest of the record and we we're like, does the rest of the record sound like this? Or is this the blueprint or mm-hmm. what do we do? And I think we just kind of ended up on no wrong answers. And then somehow, you know, the whole thing takes shape and, and all the songs feel like they belong mm-hmm. on the same, at least I feel like they, yeah. they do. But this one does have a very specific kind of vibe mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I think I have a tendency to, be kind of eclectic um 
and it just to keep myself interested. And so it's sometimes hard to know like where to like draw that boundary, you know, like keep yeah. it interesting, but like still feel like a cohesive yeah. work. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Well, I love it. Imagine. Um, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Get into those old haunts. Yeah, let's stroll. Oh, yeah. So good. So great. This is oh, my number two. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. This is my other guess for Reese based mm. lyrics. Is that am I wrong? You are wrong. Wow. <laughs> this feels very personal. So I assumed it was your own experience. Well, I mean, yeah. blind also felt very personal. Well, it's about shooting your heart in outer space. This is like we shared an apartment on 11th Avenue. So <laughs> When you put it that way, it feels so stark. I feel like this would work on um, the last Five Iron record because it 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 feels like it's blending these ideas of um, the one about, about Denver changing and yeah, stuff. The, that, yeah, that song about like lonesome uh, for heroes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That song, and then also like there's so, uh, talking about voice and singing. You know, which is a also a very big through line for that last five iron record. So in my mind, I'm like, oh man, this song could could have like been a, uh, a another track on that record. It felt it felt very much even the even the melody felt like it it was it could be um, turned into a, a five iron song. But hmm, um, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, because if you're writing if you're writing a lot of the, those melodies too, it just I don't know. It, it felt it felt of a of a piece. Um, but I yeah, did, the, yeah, I, I had that same. Maybe Five will cover it. Well, <laughs> so funny that you guys mentioned that. So this song actually was the precursor to Homelessly Devoted. Okay. Oh, and if you go back and if you if you compare those side by side, you will hear some different or some uh, similarities with the um, chord progression and also the um, like mm. the melody of the chorus of this one. Yeah, is, is similar that. to the first melody of Homelessly. Maybe yeah. and maybe that's maybe this is what I was picking up on that for some reason I'm like this feels like a uh it would work but uh, anyway so obviously um I've been very wrong about all my guesses No so no no <laughs> <laughs> it, 
I, I, had the, All right. <laughs> I had the same thought about like um, connecting the dots of recent Five Iron songs and this in terms of being like a Denver resident reflecting on change yeah. and the sort of, you know, mentioning sort of gentrification and right. how things have changed over the years. So that's certainly linked in my brain, but it, yeah, it, it feels like Cliffs of Moore to me in that it's like, oh, this is, it's not cryptic. It's, it's, very personal in a way that I like don't have to search for what you're talking about, but it's still profound because I feel like so many couples can relate to that idea of like taking tours of, of physical places. They experienced significant things together and reflecting on how they changed. Um, like, Oh, that's where this used to be. And yeah, yeah. like using that as a metaphor for sort of <laughs> relationship and how the couple has changed, I think is a really cool idea. I yeah. Like yeah, I, I do think Reese has, I mean, I don't know if you can be in a band with someone for as long as we have and, and not be sure. influenced by them. Um, sure. I, he's way better at lyrics than I am. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that there is. That's a limiting belief, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Got that I know. I, I, I do think that, uh, yeah, um, that he has um, influenced me both topically and stylistically mm -hmm. at times. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, it's a it's a great topic, and it's such a catchy refrain of the "It's just you and me in a reverie, walking around all our old haunts." That's such a earworm that I I yeah. sing to myself regularly, um, and I love the sort of idea behind it. Um, but musically, yeah, just like ugh, that fuzzy, slidey yeah. synth line that is like so satisfying. <laughs> And we yeah. heard <laughs> that may be one of the one of the few like moments where we kind of disagreed. Was, wasn't like, yeah. moment. It was just I'm not not willing to fight Scott again. Just, <laughs> like, whatever, whatever you want. Let's just do it. no. Um, I I just loved. I, I okay. Maybe maybe this was one of the songs that we had the most like back and forth about. Like uh, mm. because I absolutely like when I heard the song, I was like this is fucking Sugar Ray. Like we got to do the song <laughs> like a Sugar Ray song. And that's where like, the, the beat came from and the, mm. how kind of like, you know, campy and, and hop along it feels because <laughs> uh -huh. I love that. Um, but I just love the, the groove and just the kind of like, <laughs> I'm like happy to sit there. And then Scott was like, ah, it's not doing it for me. Like I mm. need some kind of synth line. And then I think he wrote a synth line and I think I hit him back is that one that you really love at the very beginning and i was like yeah it's kind of busy to me yeah um I, i'd be happy to mute it or maybe i sent back a mix <laughs> where it wasn't in there and scott's like yeah. did you mean to did you mean to mute that and i was like I, maybe I just, yeah um and then he was like i think we just found some middle ground on it i'm yes. so glad that i that we decided to keep it in there because i now it feels weird to hear the song without it, without it think of the song without it well, we were lucky enough to hear both of those versions because uh, Scott was asking for our input. And I was like, I could see it either way, but I would say that I would miss that. Oh, so you put together a team to come <laughs> against me. That's Sorry. what that's what was happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's got to put it to a vote. You know? <laughs> but what we what we ended up with is the perfect sort of compromise. And it wasn't even something that occurred to me. We were like, do you like the version with it or without to be like, well, let's start the song off without it and then build to having it. And it's like, oh, that's, I, I love that sort of. So I think it combines 
both of your sort of maybe immediate impulses there that I think it works without it. But once it comes in, it's like, oh, that's special. So, but it wouldn't be, it already feels special from the immediate, like, like that warm sort of. <laughs> it sounds like an old, sound. an old, an old turntable starting up. Like, yeah. That's it. That's such a good. Yeah. I just, it's this, it's this warm sort of sound yeah. that immediately kicks it off. And then, yeah, I just love like the melody. Sugar Ray. That's what. That's I, now what that, that you're saying that, I'm like, it feels like it should be some like Rick, Rick, oh, or whatever. Scott <laughs> is walking around. Scott well, my, walking my... around his old haunts, <laughs> looking at all the statues crumbling for him. <laughs> or poster. My bed, my first inclination for that sound was to actually do like the jazz master kind of like my bloody Valentine, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, bringing it up to pitch, and it was yeah. Matt who decided to. to I forget what the plugin is and, like and verify or verify. That's yeah. right. That and just reverse the synth sound to kind of accomplish a similar effect. You yeah. know, like uh, the pitch bendy thing, but yeah, it just mm-hmm. super cool sound. All right, yeah. just, I just want to listen to that that second one second again of the start of the song because it's so sick. <laughs> yeah. All around the world, <laughs> come up for me. Somebody do the mashup, please. Um, Matt, you're gonna you're gonna bleach those tips again. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna be wearing yeah. a sugary sleeveless... lyrics over that. Definitely making the butthole cut. Yeah, <laughs> hell yes. Um, oh man, you're gonna get that that soul patch, you know, <laughs> where where nothing but like sleeveless. You're just gonna be dancing in a pool. It's gonna be great. <laughs> but yeah, I I just I again I feel like this thing builds in such a satisfying way. It's got sort of the bouncy melody that you're talking about matt um but then yeah it moves into this super catchy chorus i love the the guitar line and the, and the bass line in that chorus um and then yeah the second verse starts and i love how there's a little like synth sound mirroring the vocal melody at first the like nee, 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 nee. i don't know i think it's really cool oh yeah 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 um but what i was going to mention is the bridge uh at around 240 this is where i feel like it goes into like sort of this minor key thing and this like swirly synth sound all of a sudden and I really like the turn that it takes there if we could hear that. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So great. Yes, I love that. Totally, totally one of my favorite parts of the song, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was like there was a a literalism to it, where I was like, Mm. "It's a song called Old Haunts, and we don't have any fucking ghosty shit in here. Yeah, (laughs) we need like we need a little boo coming up, you know, a boo bridge." That's I, right. love, I love a boo bridge. Yeah, that spooky sound. And then the sort of, I feel like I'm a sucker for that anytime. Yeah. What we're doing sounds as good as the song. Um, <laughs> Any, anytime, anytime, Matt, that you, anytime you want to sample me or John for any of the tracks, you know, we can you know how it goes like, ring, ring, ring. Assemble a song comprised of nothing but their mouth oh, it's sounds. It's just Snackpod samples. Perfect. Nag-pod sample packs. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure then we're just, then that's just becoming a pentatonics and John and I are just <laughs> doing a, Yikes. No, no thanks. Don't want to hear that. What I do want to hear, speaking of ghosty shit, is yeah. uh, this next song. Ooh, This Light. Outside my window In hemispheres of black and white There's a half moon hanging in a cloudless sky Split by the sunlight 
This is my number three because this song cool. is a fucking banger. Yeah, it is. I I mean, this is this is a BTB song for sure. Yeah, this is a yeah, big yeah. texture boy song. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many little things going on. It's such my ears are so are so horny for this song. <laughs> I was wondering what the word was gonna be. And yeah. of course it was horny. You've got ear boners. That's great. I got I got <laughs> ma- major ear boners. They keep Yuck. they keep pushing the earbuds out. Um, <laughs> that's going on the butthole cut <laughs> no uh, god it's there is a a sort of like a minimalist sort of thing vibe going on here and it is it, it's so dark there's a darkness mm-hmm. to it it's it's dirty it's filthy and I love how Scott's voice <laughs> has this like has this like sort of dark and grittiness thing going on uh in it and then like when the the chorus comes in it's just like this explosion Mm -hmm. but then it pulls back it pulls back it's not it is oh man loving everything that goes on the first time i heard this song i was like oh shit this rules so yeah. I was talking earlier about how much um, Cliffs and Moore changed. I actually had forgotten that this this would take the cake by far because mm, this, this the, the music to this one was basically completely rewritten by Matt. Um, like we had a, a an initial version of it that I don't know it like I was excited about it at first, but we just couldn't find our was this our the one that sounded we could, like we a cruise our... ship band. Like it was like <laughs> it was. Was this the one that was kind of a little mermaidish? I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> any of the songs um, fitting that description, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We we just never hit our stride with this one. Like yeah. the, the 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 treatment that we had been kind of subjecting all the songs to was not really working as well with this one. And it yeah. it, it was it wasn't bad. It was just kind of no. Know, it we, was it was it was bad. That's exactly it. Okay. How can I miss that? I gotta hear this one. We're like drums and a Jamaican crab, or I sent you like the original version of this song, or the one that we were going to put out, but that we we were not like super pumped about it. Well, the yeah, it was completely different like the uh i mean well the uh the, the melody was the same but yeah. i mean the underlying chords um uh are, are yeah it was it was it had a happy i mean like the i guess the um verse still had kind of a minor feel, feel but it went to a, a like a total like pop uh major key chorus mm-hmm. um and then yeah so like yeah we were sitting there like let's just burn it all down and Yes. Um, yeah, I I remember us muting everything. This was like, uh, I think it was like the last day that you were there at the studio, and we were like, you know what, let's just like let's just try something out. And then we kind of had this, you know, c- come to Jesus, uh, uh, no holds barred, everything gets muted thing, and then just started pulling in like one shot samples and different drum mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like. Mm-hmm. let's just just listen to the vocal and treat it like we were doing a remix for it so we can do away mm-hmm. with the original chord progression 
let's just do something over top of the melody and see what happens. And for whatever reason that day, uh, the splice gods smiled upon us. <laughs> and like everything we pulled in was like, fuck oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty great. Um, yeah, because it does kind of have this like Billie Eilish kind of vibe to yeah. it. I was and gonna it, say yeah. a thousand percent. This yeah. this gives me bad guy Billie Eilish. Uh, yeah, you know, I got the you got the snaps going on, and that's what I'm saying. Like it has that very minimalist kind of uh, focus yeah. that yeah. makes me think of that kind Little of spooky, moody, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. So I'm super into it. The crazy thing is Scott did a complete 180. To the same quality of effect with this vocal too because the original vocals that we had set stuff to it was like outside my window it's like very like yeah. like super pushed and forced because that fit huh. the song treatment right right, right. Was, um, was tom DeLong in the studio yeah absolutely i was like <laughs> outside my window <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was just a setup for you to do your yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you it. we appreciate it. the the softball <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> sorry go ahead man no but like you i remember you took this back and i was like maybe let's try something like super understated super aspirate like almost like you're just whispering like just barely have a note in there mm. and then by the time you double that three or four times there there is this kind of like you know come on Kind of quality to it, um, and which is what we all wanted from Scott in the first place, and I'm really glad it's nailed it on this one. It does really stand out for that reason. It feels like yeah, much more chill and minor and and pulled back um, in a way that I like. You know, coming in, I feel like I'm tooting my own sequencing horn, but I like that it comes in in the middle of the record after you've experienced these like synthy soaring chorus highs to kind of pull back on this one and you're immediately like whoa like this is different territory and scott's voice is low and quiet and yeah i really like the sort of uh break that this allows um and that i mean that is a perfect little yeah. riff i love that hook um so yeah i wondered scott if this was one that took a different like i, I it doesn't surprise me to hear that it started out in a place that wasn't necessarily like dark and, and minor like this. Um, but I don't know. I really like where it, where it moved into. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, do I, the, we, this we had some Calypso version, you know, that'll be <laughs> yeah. the, that'll be the remix that we yes. all want. No, we, we definitely had some conversations uh, trying to decide if, if it was too different from the other songs on the record, or if it was going to be like a welcome palate cleanser. And I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we, we decided to keep it because it's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's what, that's what like, from what we were saying, from what John was saying about the the sort of 80s retro feel to modern, this is why I think this it does fit. It doesn't, it's not too far, it's not too far removed. It's not like you yeah. did decide to like, well, let's let's throw in a, a Tom DeLong pop punk banger or something right in the middle, you know. Right. This is this works and it doesn't it doesn't take me out of the vibe of the record. Yeah. I think it's all of a piece and even when I love the vibe of a project or an album, you don't want 10 songs that sound like the same thing. So yep. I love the moments that are uh, deviations from that, but still like yep. cohesive with the rest. Um, yep. Lyrically. Can I, can I send an old yeah, yeah. demo version over to you guys? Yes, I, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're kind of at that point now. 
we're talking about butthole cuts and all kinds of shit. <laughs> Please send it. Send um, yeah. the Sebastian version. What I what I want is you to go do another AI and do, do you know, two dudes with keytars <laughs> destroying the world with their buttholes the uh. <laughs> and see, you know, see what the butthole cover would look like. <laughs> Nothing I don't good. even know what this sounds like because I haven't played it before. It just says this light ideas. I love it. Um, it's going to be no one's going to be our friend after this. Uh, <laughs> sure. I, I have no idea what phase of production this is in. I just I oh don't God, think what it's the, the one that we ended up. What if we hear it and we're like, guys, this is the better version. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> I mean, you can say there is a zero percent chance of it. <laughs> 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 all right, so all right. How can you not remember that? Here we go. This... Oh, oh, this is this is this is a demo. Yeah. Okay. This is so wildly different. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I, it, there's a whole other version where it's like very similar to this, but the chorus is Little Mermaid. It, <laughs> I, I mean, I could kind of hear I'm it in that joking. intro. Yeah, it wasn't too far from the. I don't know. I, there could have been a really interesting <laughs> version of that, but I do like where you guys went. Mm, um, a billion but, percent. Yeah, it, it's interesting to. I mean, yeah, there couldn't be a more sort of stark. I said it was interesting. I said it was interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh man, I'll Who's never be able to say shit in this song. <laughs> That's what Matt's always saying. <laughs> Clear it out. I'm so hot. I'm so hot. <laughs> so then, what's the song? It actually it's is, just, Greg. Uh... You don't know. <laughs> Matt hears this song and he's like, the demo. He's like, I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> uh, Oh boy, um, we could riff on that for ages, but yeah, I'll never be able to say interesting on this podcast again. Um, I was gonna say, uh, lyrically, a fairly cryptic one, um, allusions to sort of darkness and light and planetary changes. And I don't know, again, don't I don't need you to explain everything to me, but can you talk a little bit about like the impetus behind the theme of this one? Uh, yeah, it's not, uh, I guess, um, unlike imaginary lines still kind of yeah. that um uh it's about judgment um hmm. and uh apocalyptic kind of judgment or interpersonal interpersonal hmm. but yeah i guess using cosmic uh yeah <laughs> imagery, imagery yeah. to to tell that story hmm. um yeah like i you know usually um in a song or poetry you know like uh light is 
a, a positive force, right? You right, know, and, right. and kind of the idea of flipping that around and, and using yeah. it as, as more of like a like an interrogation lamp kind mm-hmm. of kill your gods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um or you know so uh, a force that you know can you know bur- burn everyone alive <laughs> yeah I, I, I love it i thought the i thought um, the lyrics were incredibly cerebral and they definitely tickle all, all of my uh apocalyptic synapses mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i almost thought of it as like like i i got all of the stuff that you were saying just now when i heard it but i was thinking of it more as a sort of like faithy or belief thing to be like using this idea that's supposed to be this like positive but using it as a justification to like judge people with it or something i don't know um but that doesn't mean that those other elements aren't still in there in a, in a, in a different way but yeah the idea of using light uh this thing that you profess to be this light is actually being used as like darkness i don't know interesting anyway um that was a fascinating journey thank you for sharing yes. <laughs> uh the aerial cuts with us um <laughs> and now a, a, another different vibe we we hear a little warm acoustic guitar to, to, yeah. to set things up you will run This was yeah, my I, other guess for for Reese lyrics. Nope. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just fucking wrong. And I think it's because, probably because uh, I, I keep, I assume these, I'm like, he's talking about his voice. He's talking about, you know, uh, I don't know. All right. I'm wrong. So fuck me. Uh, why don't you just, why don't you just Spider-Man kiss Reese and get it over with? <laughs> he's I, not on the Zoom. I'm, I'm trying, you know, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like I don't know this. So the repeated refrain of "I've been trying to make you strong and telling you where you belong." I've been trying to write your song instead of just singing along. Like that's a really that's a really powerful idea of um, trying to to dictate what someone's doing rather than join in them doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that it could apply to to so many relationships. I sort of read it initially as like a parenting thing but it, it definitely be... is okay good <laughs> yeah i was like the fantasy league album is nothing if not a parenting manual <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah i mean could you talk a little bit about how that came to be then scott yeah uh it's it's really about my relationship with my son and mm. you know all the that's pro- pretty typical father-son stuff mm-hmm. um trying to to tread that line between mm. 
um, preparing them um, for life and and uh, oftentimes uh, <clears throat> yeah um, I guess becoming guilty of of uh, uh, I, I guess uh, having your trying trying to enforce your own dreams for them, your own your mm -hmm. own expectations, and um, uh, not letting them just kind of become their own person. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, this is one that kind of like Cliffs of Moore it has a lot of meaning for me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think the I guess the uh, I don't know, uh, poetic uh, artifice <laughs> is quite there for this one. So this one, I, I feel like I didn't state, um, you know, what I was trying to say quite as, uh, I don't know, like artfully as I, as I would like. Um, so I'm, I, I've, I've always been kind of disappointed in how the lyrics on this one turned out for that mm -hmm. reason, even though it expresses something that's very, uh, you know, meaningful to me. I mean, I guess you're entitled yeah. to your opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you're the only person that feels that way. <laughs> I mean, I, I I will say that it it hit me emotionally, assuming it was about parenting for the reasons that you're talking about. So I didn't find it to be one that was like lacking a layer. Although I know what you mean, where it's like maybe there's not some metaphor to it. It's it's fairly like direct, but I I really I really like the message of it. Um, I think it is really moving. So. And it the the fact that it's sort of paired again with this like sort of naked acoustic guitar on display, like it feel it stands out for that reason. Um, you know, like we were saying, a lot of these songs have an acoustic guitar element to them in the background or in places, but this one sort of centers it. And I wondered, you know, if that was something that was an intentional decision. Like, was it guitar led in the demo, and you just wanted to keep it that way, or yeah, kind of talk about how that like why this isn't uh maybe as baked in like synths from the beginning as the other ones are maybe well i think this was the second song we worked on uh -huh. and so we okay. were still trying to figure out what that um blueprint sure. was going to be yeah. so we we worked on blind and then this one then we kind of took this one in a little more power pop direction uh -huh. mm -hmm. and um i at one point i wanted to cut this song um hmm. because i i worried that like it it was too different and sure. like i said i was i was kind of in my head about the lyrics and yeah yeah um so, uh, but I'm glad we kept it like in, in yeah. now that I've had some space from it, um, like I actually, I do like the song and I'm, I'm proud of it. I, I still love the the guitar riff that's, mm -hmm. um, you know, the tail of the chorus. Yeah. I think that's pretty compelling. Yeah. Yeah. That's super Agreed. cool. Cause you, in the original demo, you had a, a guitar and it was like, the guitar sounded kind of crunchy. And for whatever reason, I remember in the studio, I was like, let's, let's retrack it. And so you were mm -hmm. like, we retract the acoustic guitar. And then we were like, oh, it just, doesn't even sound good it's too pretty or it's too mm -hmm. and so we just ended up i think everything on this track ended up getting pretty sizzled like mm -hmm. cooked pretty hard and pushed mm -hmm. really hard it's it sounds kind of dirty the protection the production i, feels I do dirty. like those really sharp cuts though of with all the you know yeah like and so just it's very punchy and sharp yeah. and uh crisp and i do like i do like that um and I'm going to do um, what John says he's hasn't been trying to do is and ask about what something means. Because I'm curious what you will run means as it relates to 
um, the message of the song about trying to let your son be, you know, his own person. What is what is that? It's it's a bummer. It's uh, <laughs> well, I mean, well, first of all, the the original version um, had a different chorus, and that was the refrain was "You will run," and okay. um, uh, ended up ditching that and rewriting, uh, you know, with a, a different lyrics and melody. And um, but I, I don't know. I, I I think I always intended to change the the title. And well, we yeah, the never... original title was "You will run or else," and I was like, Scott, yeah. <laughs> so <much. laughs> so no, just just like this fear as a parent that your mistakes will eventually alienate your kids from you, and that they'll run away. You know, mm-hmm. um, not like yeah. literally. You know, like a <laughs> like run. This yeah. Bit, I yeah. yeah. I I love everything you guys have had to say about the, these uh, tracks because th- this song lyrically for me feels really important, and I mm-hmm. um I love the way the lyrics turned out. Um, it, I feel like the music could not be what it is it could be it could we could have just like put the demo out and i would have felt as compelled by Hmm. uh what the lyrics had to say because you i mean there's so many different ways to look at it like when you hear the way that these are voiced you know you obviously all of us kind of take away the parenting parallels and stuff but even thinking about it from the standpoint of a child like hearing a parent say that Mm -hmm. feels vindicating feels Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh like maybe we did experience a lot of this like dissonance but to know that you landed here, you know, it almost feels like freeing or more expansive in a way. I think that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I agree. This is a song that I I needed to have mm. this meaning pointed out to me because as mm. a as a non parent, now I I'm like, oh my god, that's it's so obvious. Uh, but yeah, and it's and it's it's something I I can't relate to at all but i i can only uh sympathize with that that fear um so you know i i, I do i guess i i'll just say i'll conclude by saying i i appreciate your you know being you're willing to be honest and and put that because i'm sure that's a, a a common fear for or concern for a lot of parents that wanting to have a try and strike that balance between parenting and maintaining relationships, but not pushing away. And that, that seems truly impossible to try and, and find that balance. But um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty profound stuff. It worked for this dad. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and now a cover of the song butterfly by crazy town. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> come a lady, come, come a lady. <laughs> So 
so satisfying. Oh, it's so good. I love this one. Yes. Uh, was was I sort of picking up on almost like uh, underneath this sort of like I guess the I don't I don't have the language for it. Almost like a chip tuny sort of like crunchy sort of sound going on in the, in the back in the background there. Yeah, uh, I think I think there is like there is some kind of like chip tuny percussion yeah track mm -hmm. happening with the drums in there i'm super into that yeah, yeah. i so go ahead i was gonna say this is a matt song <laughs> okay yeah oh oh yeah i think this is the only song that i like this is the only demo that i threw in the pile for fantasy and stuff and i feel okay. like scott just like gave it to me because it's the only one <laughs> no, that is not like, yeah yeah okay whatever. obviously <laughs> it's amazing these are my favorite lyrics on the whole album mm. so, so these are your lyrics matt i think so yeah they are cool yeah yeah i i love a lot about this song i feel yeah. like that you know you're talking about the chiptune thing i was going to yeah. ask about the sound of that sort of ascending hook of the like like how did that come to be because i feel like that has a very particular sound to it um i, I think this was like i think this song started out as like an old uh 11 d demo and then yeah, when that. we were when like the album was kind of or we were starting to like throw songs together i was like oh well here's this thing it doesn't quite sound like 11 because the instrumentation feels a little too traditional mm -hmm. um so maybe it'll work and i also like i didn't feel like it was like an 11 melody yet i feel like it was mm -hmm. just like an idea and thinking about scott singing it made it in my mind feel a little bit more powerful like mm -hmm. oh maybe this will like maybe he is the voice to deliver the message uh <laughs> the singing telegram for the song um <laughs> but yeah there was that um and then i i think most of this was like i don't know if there was a ton that got changed i think it, it was just a whole lot of trying to get the drum tracks to feel yeah uh good and live and real and like a real drummer to actually play it yeah, I think well, they, there were yeah. there were a couple of like inconsequential, like note just minor uh, note changes in the melody just to make it fit with my voice a little bit better. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but it didn't flourishes. it didn't really, it just didn't need anything else because that's the way Matt writes. You know, he sends out true. these complete works that mm. you can't you can't do anything to improve. I do. It, yeah. It's interesting that you both mentioned that sort of live drum sound. Cause I feel like that's yeah. the first thing that stands out to me is a sort of big reverby yeah. snare. And I, I love it. Like it sounds different and exciting and sort of settles into this groove. There's these sort of plunky, hopeful synths alongside this big drum sound. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as that, that hook of the like, do 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 I feel like that all, comes together in a really satisfying way and i was almost like oh is that central hook sort of like matching the theme of a butterfly is this like a butterfly flying into the air <laughs> it's like sort of what it sounds like to wow. me, just like an ascending That's, melody i don't know i really like that it. is such a kind uh, way of viewing that <laughs> i kind of felt like i got to the end of the chorus and i was like uh we, we have to go somewhere after mm -hmm. here like we haven't mm -hmm. quite peaked yet yeah. And so that was the whole, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that line was just me kind of, you know, poking around on the keyboard. Until, sure. It, um, it's almost as if that is the chorus because yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. there isn't like, uh, as far as vocally what it's doing, it's not very typical as yeah. far as like that kind of big anthemic chorus. Right, goes. right. Yeah. Hmm. 
yeah, I could sort of see Matt singing on this one that maybe wouldn't be the same as the other songs on this record. So that makes sense. So the sort it of... would be so lame if I tried to do lyrics over that. He's flying up in the sky. Yeah. Here we come. Well, the lyrics, though, are not uh, particularly uplifting. They're fairly dark uh, and, and cryptic, I, I, I think. So I don't know. Could you talk a little bit about where that idea sort of came from? Um, yeah. Yeah. I I feel this is this feels kind of strange. Right? Like whenever I start songs, a lot of times it feels easy. Like in my mind, I feel like I'm always this like disaffected teen girl <laughs> like uh-huh. writing into a diary being uh-huh. kind of melodramatic mm-hmm. um and bro, bro. yeah <laughs> keep going and um so <laughs> i <laughs> at the risk of sounding uh super weird and creepy i i do feel like there's a there's a part of myself that identifies with that when i see that sort of narrative in other things mm-hmm. um, it feels like that's the easiest thing for me to to sort of tap into um, it's like a, a malaise or um, a sort of neon sadness mm. uh, that kind of permeates that specific time in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of like working through that. And sometimes the word painting can be really cathartic, like the breaking down with the acetone mm-hmm. uh, was like, I just had this image of somebody like doing their nails and mm. like taking off a nail polish, trying mm. something new, trying a new color every Interesting. Week, uh, trying to find one that fits um, mm. or one that might gloss over yeah. a pre-existing pain there. I don't know that. Mm. I, don't, I doubt anybody I, else thinks is hard. <laughs> I didn't, that, I didn't but... get that specifically, but my favorite line is just that um, uh, looking for a steady hand to pour raindrops from a wasted Eden what yeah. else did the rain before? Mm. I mean, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's a, there's a lot there to sort of unpack. Not that we have to hear, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, let's go to Bible school. That's, uh, <laughs> it's Sunday school unpacking. <laughs> Anytime hey. somebody says unpack, I feel like I'm back in church. <laughs> yeah, somebody, Sorry. Somebody's just Sorry. read a line and they're like, you know what? Let's unpack what Paul had to say about that. <laughs> I just, just want to lift up what, uh, what brother Langston is saying. If you've got your Bibles with you. Can we... <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Hey, Matt, if you want to, if you want to start, a metalcore band called Wasted Eden. Um, Ooh, hell yeah. Because Wasted Eden Neil is a fucking... It uh, <laughs> it's a fucking metal-ass phrase. <laughs> Wasted it. Eden. Wasted Eden. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great line. on your belly. <laughs> I feel like there's, yes, perhaps unpack was a triggering word to use, but like, I feel like there's a lot to pour over in the song, yeah, and I appreciate it. Uh, the baristas uh, unpack. <laughs> yes. What sort of clover <laughs> art will they, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, yes. Is this your weight? Is this your weight? Do I run because I am escaping you?
Hell oh, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I so, love the like, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so this is the other um, song that Reese contributed lyrics for. Ah, fascinating, fascinating. Wildly, wildly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'm like, um, I, I was like choosing like, so Scott, the, the most personal songs on the record, those are the ones that Reese wrote, right? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have possibly been your life. Fucking um, idiot. You're not a fucking idiot. Um, we're unpacking together. Um, <laughs> we're pouring no, it over. I, we're pouring it over. As brethren. <laughs> um, we like no, to call, I, do you call the studio uh, Fellowship Hall? Is that? <laughs> yikes. The narthex. <laughs> the narthex. Um, no, but, but I want to get into those lyrics. But before that, I want to talk about. Oh, God, I love it so much. I want to talk about that jangly guitar which when I, I hear i hear that and i'm my brain immediately goes to the 1975 because they have a lot of that sort of bright crispy crunchy sort of like chorusy yeah mm-hmm. yeah swimmy swami yes swanson yeah so yeah i'm 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 really digging those that guitar that guitar part for that so do it yeah i mean this this feels like a really fun one to me because it's another one that kind of stands out immediately you know it's like acapella from second one which feels different and like then this little piano hook at the center um so you're sort of lulled into this like oh vocals and sort of simple piano but then there's just like hits you with this like almost abrasive synth and drums and it's so good that come in for the chorus um I don't know. I, I really love the dynamics of this one. Yes. Sort of like pulling back and then snapping into place and going hard and pulling yeah. back again. Um, yeah. Can you talk about sort of the evolution there of how that came to be? Sure. Yeah. This was one of the earlier ones too. And I think mm-hmm. it helped solidify the direction that the mm-hmm. everything was going to take. Yeah. Um, because this one also ended up inadvertently having uh, a distinct, you know, 80s, Mm-hmm. vibe to it like it kind of um like howard jones uh, is is what sort of came to mind for me um um also i i before i forget um andy played drums on this one so oh, like oh, for, cool. uh, for yeah. everything I, everything else we had uh, um you know like assembled uh, yeah different loops and yeah it was, like, yeah it was like a piece at a time combinations of loops and one shots and everything mm-hmm. else to, and we tried that on this one too and it for whatever reason this one just kind of felt like it needed an actual live drummer mm-hmm. and andy was of course um happy to to do it and did an awesome job he changed it i mean yeah. he, he actually mm-hmm. whatever he did in this or, or you and he i guess in the studio it really did like do what we wanted to happen with the chorus which we couldn't even verbalize at the time and just like mm. this needs a live kit yeah but yeah this adding... one go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> i was just gonna say adding in andy is never uh never, never not a, a bad thing. idea yeah. yeah no uh yeah it uh I, I i don't know like where where some of these things uh came from honestly i i, I don't know if i can um i there wasn't anything i was channeling um sure. consciously it just um uh like uh or, or where that that weird syncopated chorus thing came from mm-hmm. um but uh i i was really you know happy with how it turned out in the end i'm sorry this is not very interesting no, it's great. No, it's great. I, I feel like the, the verse is is quintessential scott like 
never mm. Matt Langston's never going to write that bass line. I'm never <laughs> going to write that keyboard part because they mm. both feel like they are their own thing, but they kind yeah. of swim together. Mm. And then mm. Scott kind of floats like a fucking angel over top of it with his voice. <laughs> like uh, it's it, it just kind of feels like it, it all kind of gets tied together, but none of it none of it makes sense in solo. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's right. I think a lot of these songs, I keep using the word satisfying and it's because they're almost like disparate elements. And then when they come into place all together, just like, oh, that feels so great. I heard, I was hearing this little part, I was hearing this and then yeah. the coming together and the sort of moving into the next phase of the song is always so satisfying. And this is certainly one of them. I love, I love the sound of the song. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, as you said, Reese uh, wrote or at least contributed some lyrics here. Um, and it, you know, feels like a sort of personal thing here too, maybe. So I won't grill you about its meaning, but it does feel like this idea of, is this your weight or just my own sort of feels similar to some of the other songs here, something like you will run maybe, or, or other sort of kind of relationship songs where it's like, breaking free of the past or like generational or sort of familial weight that's put on you. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's right or not, but I, one thing I talk about with my therapist a lot is like the heavy coats that you put on that are yeah. like put on you by your family. And mm -hmm. then like, how do you take those coats off? And so that it feels like this is in that wheelhouse. That's a great metaphor. We're going to work that into a lyric for the ball cut for sure. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, good, good, good. Yeah. No, I, I feel kind of the same way. The more that I, the more that I became familiar with the lyrics, the more I was like, well, this really is a beautiful sentiment. Because when I just read the demo title, I was like, is this like a fat shaming manifesto? <laughs> or like, is well, this your weight? Is, is this your weight? God. Yeah. At first I was like, is this like a game show or something that I forgot about? Like, <laughs> yes, that way. <laughs> is this your weight? Um, no, but I think you it's a powerful are fucking image. Canceled. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, what a great song, though. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I said it was interesting uh, that um, <laughs> you know you're talking talking about like John, you know the you know putting on the coats and things that you know you. It's so yeah the ways that we are that we carry these different kinds of pasts or traumas or whatever that you know we feel that might be gifted to us uh intentionally mm -hmm. or unintentionally you know that's that is that's something i haven't really i haven't really thought about that mm. <laughs> that's that's something i'm taking that to doug next week yeah uh, to to process that because sometimes i'm like i'm like <laughs> finding it's like oh is this a coat that i can put on actively rather than like someone's giving it to me i'm just right. finding mm. i'm finding more ways to just make myself fucking sad and carry more shit so um, we, gotta, we gotta get those coats off bro oh bro for real fucking loose loosen that shit anyway this mm. is not my therapy session but <laughs> sometimes uh, it's it's right on the line for us i know for um, yeah. but uh what we could all use i think is a is a dance track after mm. that Deserter. Ooh. The stabs. All right. Okay.
so fun. Scott, your falsetto is fucking so good. I love that. I love that. That is talk about satisfying. Getting into getting into that. Oh man. As yeah. soon as he says cerulean eyes, I'm like, yeah. asses explode on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, just I so can't happy. Everybody's yeah. getting everybody's getting daggered on the dance floor to this song. <laughs> yeah, this because... was the, the last song we worked on, and by this time, I'm like, okay, I'm fully gonna embrace and lean into yeah. the 80, 80s thing. Like that yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Uh, like we're already there. The songs have led us to this point, <laughs> right? So, yeah. I was like, I feel like a lot of the others, I could see the sort of natural evolution from a, a demo to something else, but it's hard for me to imagine this not being a sort of dance track from the beginning. Um, and I love it. I feel like that sort of those bouncy keys are like, almost feels like Pet Shop Boys or something. It's just like classic synth pop dancey sound. no better compliment you could pay a Matt Langston. <laughs> <laughs> Make a well, Pet Shop Boys reference. You achieved it. Uh, yeah, it just, it feels like immediately you want to you wanna get out on the dance floor. And yeah, I agree. Like when we were talking about your range on this record, Scott, this is the yes. one that I thought of first. Where it's like, there's yeah. a war going on out there. Like you just <laughs> nail it. It sounds beep, so great. Beep, beep, beep. It, it's cool to hear your voice go in like new directions uh, on this song. And yeah, I feel like you really nailed that. So yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Is it weird? Is it weird to say I'm proud of you? Is that it? <laughs> it's not like, proud of both you boys. No, Scott, like, but just like pushing this. yourselves, you know, I just, I, 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 I love it. I'm just, yeah. it's cool yeah. to see this project that you both like collaborate on these things and make something that's like, I don't think about, I, I think about this as, I mean, cause it is, but like a very much a joint thing. Like, I don't feel like it's more one person over another. Oh, there were know? joints involved. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh it. yeah. Now I'm extra bummed that I'm not hanging with you guys. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> Make it a joint project next time. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Could you talk about how this one I mean, I know you said from minute one, it was sort of like embracing the eighties. So did that take it to like different places in terms of how it came together? We were trying to round out the album and you sent this demo and you're like, oh, I don't really know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be. And of course, like it was awesome. <laughs> Perfect and... Scott impression. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a fucking banger. It's interesting, the demo. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> didn't say I didn't like it, Scott. I said it was interesting. <laughs> What is this do for the greater good? <laughs> it's your note it, on every song. Is it because it's she's sitting alone? <laughs> and what's the joke, Andrew? <laughs> what's the... All right, sorry, we're getting we're getting derailed here. I, there was so there was so I cannot overstate how much like this record was made in fifteen minute increments. Mm. Work on something for fifteen minutes and then turn on YouTube and watch a sketch. <laughs> yeah, for my thing, you should leave. Perfect. Perfect. As a palate cleanser. Yeah, I mean that's really the major touchstone in all of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, it really came uh, together when we found that show. Yeah, you can your tell. You can tell. Your version of sloppy steaks was going out and getting some steaks <laughs> and then pouring <laughs> that Peruvian sauce all over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. White Ferrari lid for New Year's <laughs> Eve. Oh man, if you guys think this is slick back, then you should hear. Uh, <laughs> sound low. I mean, um, Scott, were you? Did you used to be a huge piece of shit? <laughs> that's what the song is really about. I do feel like I do feel like Deserter is is 
slick back. I don't think yeah. it's pushback. Uh, <laughs> by the time we got to deserter, we had definitely reached a slick back phase. Full slick back. Yeah. 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 Some dangerous nights, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, we were definitely ready to hold the baby at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I, I think I think Matt, after you know he heard this demo, he's like, you know, people can change. <laughs> exactly. Um, I hope at least five percent of the people that listen to this know what we're talking about. Okay. That's the what number, I always worry about when we go on an extended tear like the, this. Yeah. The number of times we've told people to watch, I think you should leave. Yeah. If they haven't, this is on them at this point. Yeah, that's okay. your problem. You're right. You're right. Um, Sorry, all new uh, fans who are turning in to hear about uh, <laughs> have you found some other it's, songwriting heroes? It's kind of a risky recommendation I found. Like I, I expect more often than not that <laughs> my friends will like it, and and uh-huh. it's probably fifty fifty for I me. Just, like bring out packs of underwear because I'm like everyone's gonna shit themselves. <laughs> when I see that. <laughs> I know, but then sometimes they don't. They just look at you and judge you for liking it. It's yeah. definitely <laughs> a particular flavor. Yeah. It may and not be everyone's people, flavor. Yeah, it's. Some people don't, don't like awkward humor or something that makes them uncomfortable, which is like the the lane is just that's no, the, you're that's absolutely the... right. Case in point, people don't like awkward humor. My wife can't stand it. Really? Like yeah. things like curb your enthusiasm. Sure. I just I could just sit and watch yeah. for hours and hours. But she's <laughs> like, he's so angry. Everyone's so uncomfortable. I can't take it. Yeah. It's yeah. like the, the empathy is just too high with people like that. We don't sure. need them. Uh... <laughs> um, well, what we do need is a dance party. I would love to hear the song live and get out on the dance floor and just, you know, I mean, that big catchy chorus live with those yep. pulsating synthy drums. I mean, oh, I would love to hear it. Um, thematically here, sort of another apocalyptic you know there's war going on um a few of the songs on the album sort of feel within that vein um but i don't know is there anything you guys wanted to say about sort of the thematic elements of this one yeah you know i I feel like a a broken record here you know it's it's similar to other songs like this light and um Mm -hmm. uh, that other one that i talked about earlier (laughs) (laughs) it's all a blur uh yeah i mean uh divisiveness trying to get through it trying to like uh, you know understand it um you know come at it from a healthy perspective (laughs) you know like it's yeah it's all it's also some of it was a a little bit like the the um you know the covid lockdown kind of re-emerging from that yeah yeah um trying to yeah make sense of (laughs) all the relationships that seem to have gone awry and like Mm -hmm. people's uh cabin fever and um mm-hmm. yeah sure. I, I don't know if i can put it any more poignantly no but, i, I sure. love having this conversation because i feel like it condenses you know 20 or 30 conversations that we would have in the studio about lyrics because all of the songs you know scott and i will go through them with a fine tooth comb be like is there a way that this can be said differently or let's just try it for shits and gigs let's just try a different line see how it changes things and so I I do know there was a lot of thought that went into the lyrics on them, but as an outside observer to the album, seeing it all in context, it, it is probably like lyrically an album that I relate to the most that I had maybe was probably mm. the least to do with lyrically. Mm. I just thought that they were, they do kind of coalesce into this narrative that mm-hmm. feels cathartic for me of like, yeah oh yeah everything is sort of chaos and you're trying to find these beautiful little moments in there and mm-hmm. um, 
There's nobody better at doing that than us. <laughs> no, it, it, it is a relief to hear um, from you and from other people that they like the lyrics. Because, you know, I, as I've said before, that um, I'm not nearly as confident with uh, writing lyrics as I am with writing music. And what's, mm -hmm. what's ironic about this project is I expected the lyrics to change a lot more because I have a lot of respect for, for Matt's lyricism. Mm -hmm. I, I expected there to be, yeah, cha more changes with that and probably fewer changes musically. Um, but it is, like I say, a, a great relief to hear. That was maybe people. the only thing I felt kind of insecure about, like when we were doing, when we were doing the album, because I felt like you were, when we worked on fast feeling stuff all of that got changed so drastically mm -hmm. and most of the time when i'm in the room with somebody like all the lyrics get a rewrite or mm. it, it can just be complete upheaval that you just sort of have to be ready for and with this one i felt like i was like no i love everything that you're saying and i feel like scott was like i don't believe you i feel like you're being <laughs> a, a lazy piece of shit and i was like no I, actually i do i think these are all great and so i we would sit there and i'd be like well i'm just gonna spend 10 minutes here pretending like I'm thinking about this so that at the end of that 10 minutes I can be like Scott after some thought I still think they're great yeah. <laughs> so you can trust me on that I, yeah. I mean cosine I, I I feel like this is a cohesive um, piece of work like thematically lyrically musically at all it I, yeah. I don't feel like there's a piece of it that's like not up to the standards of the other pieces of it so I am here for all of it. Um, and I guess we're going to close things out now, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's coming up on time, too, for you to well go to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> to go yeah. to the NFL. <laughs> you know, the NFL party. <laughs> I love going to the NFL, and I love going there when the lights are down low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's turn those lights way down. Real low. Oh yeah.
Get out your lighters, boys. So good. Uh, man, Scott, I love this your song. fucking voice. I mean, like, Sounds I great, know, dude. I to know. reiterate, like, like halfway again, through the verse, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to live in this K-hole. Um, <laughs> I will just <laughs> wrap up in this. This one, like, I, I dialed up the 80s drama more than any other song and i still like second guess like i think i might have stepped you know like no. put no. one foot no. over no. the line no. No. disagree disagree <laughs> look at look at us all shaking our heads yeah <laughs> fuck you for saying no, that you used yeah. to be a piece of shit you're not anymore <laughs> no i i i love it and i wonder if you all thought of this one as a closer like was that one that you had in mind as the closing song or no I don't think so. I think I mean, it, okay. it, it pulls in like some of the of themes from just the previous songs about yes. losing the war and about the yep. weight you carried, you know, yep. so it, it like it works perfectly. No, it yeah. absolutely does. It's just it's one of those things in hindsight, like when we, when we like Matt was saying earlier, when we got your um, sequence, we're like, oh, yeah, this is the obvious choice. Why didn't we think yeah. of this? Like yeah. we've been writing different chapters and you actually put the book together. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I only asked because I wondered it reads so much like the best place to close out to me that I wondered if you had thought of it that way or if I was just bringing that to it. But like, I don't know, I love the chill vibe that it begins with. It settles into like a slower rhythm, which is a little unlike the others. So it feels like a good place to close in that way. But it also leaves you on this, like it goes to the sort of euphoric yeah. place of sort of, um, I don't know, it ends in this like positive sort of hopeful note musically and thematically but like you said, Andrew, I feel like it ties in a lot of the themes that we've been hearing about on the rest of the record. So I don't, it feels like such a satisfying place to end for me. Um, and I don't know, I love those. Uh, I love the way that it builds, including those little ascending glitchy bass sounds of like, so cool. I love that. And then, yeah, the first time through, I wasn't sure what I was going to get, but when the beat drops for the chorus, oh man, I was so pumped. I'm just like, again, would love to be out on the dance floor vibing hearing that beat drop uh yeah i mean i know you're talking about pushing the 80s elements but were you envisioning it as sort of like a big beat drop and dance floor chorus originally or did it sort of evolve to that it, it definitely evolved to that um okay. like it was uh, definitely more restrained in the demo yeah. version and then of course matt comes along and does his thing and makes yeah. it bigger and better and all that well stuff. you had like that very the very first thing uh in the song is this cool like little it sounds like a modular loop but i think you did it on like sub fatty or something hmm. um right that was it was uh, sent through uh sound toys uh filter free yeah so, like... so that was really cool and then i remember like in the studio we had the idea to put because you said that you had this old recording or something of uh when you were in rome it wasn't that old like we added that later so the kids and i we or the uh, stephanie and the kids and i went to um italy um last spring and yeah. I, I made some um just voice recordings like from mm. um, on my iphone of inside the vatican mm. uh, like inside uh, st peter's basilica specifically and um yeah it just it's and so haunting that's the and voices at that's the beginning of yeah. the song mm -hmm. yeah that's cool yeah i wondered what that sort of ambient crowd noise was um but again it feels like a great place to sort of close out to have that element in it um yeah it feels like a continuation of the last one so i was kind of managing them together as a pair so like 
yeah, like you said, Andrew, it's like talking about the war going on. Now this one is about having lost the war. Feels sort of post-apocalyptic in a way that some of these songs do, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like the hopeful lens on it of like, now you can see the stars now that like mm -hmm. the apocalypse has happened. Um, and using that as sort of a an allegory of like finding the positive um, or the things that bring people together in the face of these big wild things that can feel like an apocalypse. I don't know. That's the way that I read it at least. Um, how I did like you this sort is of one of your greatest strengths and, and one of the most beautiful gifts that you give to the world to, to like, I hope that there are other people who have the opportunity to have you appreciate their art because you do it in such an articulate way and in a way in, in which people feel so seen uh, there is a, a warm enveloping quality about it and mm. I, I really appreciate that especially coming to the close of like the album and the commentary and everything I um, this has been a gift to me just to hear somebody talk like just appreciate the kind of work and thought that went into making the album yeah it's definitely it's warming my heart it's you're not a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate compliment thank you um, no, i would i would echo all of that i if mm. i could just have you explain all of my songs to other people <laughs> to my mom. They'll, sure sure they'll, they'll sound they'll sound so much more uh meaningful and profound <laughs> than i could ever put it well <laughs> just send this to them and warn them that there's a lot of butthole talk in it too um but yeah, we unless we, they're into that, you know. Then, yeah, sure. Hey, if you're into that, then, then you'll um, be like, guess what? Lots of butthole talk. <laughs> we we are that's what we strive to do here on Magpod. And you guys give us the gifts of art that we love, and and we try to uh give the gift of thoughtful analysis and talking about it. So I don't know. I I am a huge fan of each of you. We both are. We're a huge fan of this record. I yes. hope uh, many more people find it if they haven't yet and are able to, uh, you know, unpack and pour over uh, the content <laughs> and the way that we have. But yeah, I agree with Andrew. I, I'm fucking proud of you guys. I really, yeah. really love this album and this uh, sort of partnership as it's taken shape in Fantasy League. And I hope there's more. Can we hear yes. anything about whether there will be more? Oh, I, I mean, I, I, I intend to, yeah, why not? if Matt's yeah. down. And, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I'd love okay. to do more. Yes. So live shows confirmed, vinyl release confirmed. <laughs> yes. um, demo, cool. demo tracks are going to be released at the very least. Yeah. I feel like at the very least there should be a legitimate butthole guy um, because there are <laughs> yes. so many demos and they really did. Uh, yeah. They came such a long way that it was fascinating to, to hear yeah. some of the changes. I would love to hear that, you know, yes. some, uh, deluxe edition in which we get the the bonuses. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love to, Hey, I would love to see 11 D live. I would love to see five iron live. I'd love to see fantasy league live if that can ever happen. So, oh, God, man. Uh, <laughs> just make these shows happen and we will show up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was really, uh, I mean, it was an honor to be able to hear some of these songs coming together as they were along the way. And, uh, an honor to talk to you guys as always about, uh, this really awesome work that you did. Yeah, so thank you for letting us continue to be a part of what you guys create. Um, and for continuing to come on this, uh, coming on and talking with us, uh, whether it's Matt having us come on to your pod or you guys coming on ours, uh, it's just a joy to see you guys all the time and can't wait to actually do it in person, whether it's yes. Yes. Um, Absolutely. next time, it's always you know, a pleasure. I just, I, 
send all of that, everything you just said right back to you. And I am putting out into the universe that before 2023 is over, that we get to actually do uh, a bro down. Yes. <laughs> yes. In the Let's same place. Yeah. And once, It'll happen. And if I can ever get my shit together and, you know, actually um, write more songs, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, gotta hit up that rock candy to have that shit produced there because i'm just i'm so bad at literally everything i do with mixing and recording yeah stuff. with that, that attitude andrew <laughs> okay look i'm garbage okay i'm a huge piece of shit you know my hair some... can be my hair can be slicked back right now huge, yeah it's not even pushed back you know got a you know white couch upstairs um I don't give a rat's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it would be, (laughs) it would be awesome to, to hang out and to, to see your guys, uh, you know, yes. Producing in action at some point. Andrew can take some tips for future work. He's going to drop. But uh, congrats again on this. Thank you for this conversation. We will talk to you guys soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thanks to our dudes, Scott Kerr, Matt Langston from Fantasy Mm. League. Mm -hmm. Throw on a pair of Beats by Dre. Immerse yourself in the world of the the synthy goodness. Please do. Let those uh, Trapper Keeper vibes wash over (laughs) you. Just um, close your eyes, picture yourself riding on the back of a neon dolphin. That's right. I always am doing that. <laughs> um, yes, please go stream and or purchase the Fantasy League record. As you can tell, we are big fans. Thanks to Matt and Scott, as always, for being good buddies of the pod and making great music. Um, if you want to go check out a two-part edition of this conversation on the Eleventy Life pod, feel free to do that get a different experience uh, of this conversation. <laughs> um, but thanks as always uh, to those guys for giving us their time and uh, just being, being a uh, good guy. So yes, uh, follow and subscribe to our pod. If you haven't done that already and give us a rating or review, uh, let us know what you think. I don't know why I did these two things out of order, but I did um, <laughs> let us know what you think <laughs> we're about out fantasy. Of, we're league. Out of practice. Yeah. We're getting, you know, get, <laughs> getting on that funny. bike, uh, getting my, getting my, sea legs back i don't know <laughs> too many metaphors here um let us know what you think about this conversation about the fantasy lyric record over at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter you can email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727 magpod that's right send us those those voicemails those voice memos those emails about fantasy league and your thoughts about them you can support us at patreon.com slash magnified pod and you can pick up some season four merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Check out smallstepperecords.com to learn more. And thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, I think you hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up. We'll be back to try to make you go astray next week when we'll discuss Joe Christmas's upstairs overlooking. Ooh, yeah. Give it to me. One, two, one, two, three, go!
I'm driving a neon convertible. Uh-huh. Got some palm trees flying by as That's I'm right. going into a futuristic city. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some dolphins flying over the convertible. <laughs> exactly. Then uh, a flying V guitar descends from the, <laughs> from the heavens. That's right. It uh, lands perfectly in the driver's seat, and we exactly. just wail on a solo. <laughs> uh, everyone, please harass uh, Scott and uh, Matt into uh, performing this live in some capacity so we can yeah. finally see this uh, live. It'd be really great. Uh, yeah, I I think we if we if anything if our powers of of the pod have proven anything. It's that we can, in a single interview, revive bands like hey, Goaty Hook. That's right. <laughs> so you know, let's 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 keep that energy going yeah. and um, get the the people still making music to absolutely throw throw those parties, throw, the throw old, those dolphin parties. The old the old magpod bump for a dolphin party. <laughs> for more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.